Once again to Cinema Snack Bar. I'm Rob Alley. And I am Zeke Tucker. And we're here to talk about the movies you love and the foods that make them tasty. Tasty. Today we're talking about one of the all-time most quotable movies in history. In history. 1987's The Princess Bride. And we are snacking on MLT, mutton, lettuce, and tomato when the mutton is nice and lean. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, this movie is a fan suggestion, uh, in our cycle. It was time for another fan suggestion. Thank you to the so, fan. Thank yes. you to the folks that suggested the princess bride. Obviously we're going to choose that because it's an amazing, uh, movie beloved by, uh, every generation who has ever seen it. So everyone from the old grandpa, to the little eight-year-old kid. Yes, they all love it. adores this movie. So, uh, so excited to talk about The Princess Bride. 1987, directed by Rob Reiner, who you may know, the, generationally you'll know Rob Reiner from different things. If you're one of our parents, you'll know him from <laughs> All in the Family, where he played Meathead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then a few years later, he was the director in, in truth and in character of the movie, this is Spinal Tap, which is one of my yes. favorite movies. Um, have you seen that? Have I made you watch that? I Not yet. I think no. I've just heard you mention it over and over again. So, and so I saved yeah. I saved a trivia thing because of okay. a Spinal Tap oh, moment. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. So we'll we'll cover that at some point too on this show. That would be a great, great song podcast, Cinema Snack Bar crossover because Here we go. a music movie. You know what I mean? That's very, like it's a rock and roll movie. So Fantastic. That's, we should do that. Um and then let's see what else. Uh, Rob Reiner, f- probably his most famous movie, other than this one, maybe, uh, is when Harry met Sally with Billy okay. Crystal. And, yeah, um, he Matt loves Ryan. Billy Crystal. Loves him mm-hmm. some Billy Crystal. I mean, everyone should love Billy Crystal. Yeah, he's just so funny and so great in this movie. Um, and so those are a few of the things you, you you would know Rob Reiner from. And he's done a, he's done a ton of stuff, but um, those are kind of his most like sort of forward facing things. Um, it is a fantasy adventure comedy, wow. which is, I mean, that is a great, mm-hmm. that's a great genre. Yeah. That's a well, well written, um, you know, um, genre there, uh, screenplay written by William Goldman. Um, and this is great. So this movie is like a, what do they call it? Like a meta narrative, right? It's the movie is not necessarily about the story that's being told in the movie. It's about a grandpa reading a book to his kids, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. But you get this, the narrative inside the narrative. Um, and it kind of, you know, keeps hopping back and forth. The novel is kind of the same way. So it's based on William Goldman's novel. But William Goldman's novel in 1973 was presented as an adaptation of a story. So William Goldman's novel was called The Princess Bride, S. Morgenstern's classic tale of true love and high adventure, which was presented as an abridgment by William Goldman. And it has his commentary in the book. So it's kind of that same thing where it's hopping in and out of the storyline because you've got Goldman's commentary on the book, right? but it's just all what he wrote. Like there is no, it's presented as an abridgment, but there is no extension. You know what I mean? There is no full version of 
S. Morgan Stern's classic tale of true love and high adventure, The Princess Bride. It's <laughs> That's such a only thing. this meta narrative um, thing. So the whole thing has this, um, you know, this kind of feel where it kind of jerks you out of storyline every now and then. Yeah. For his commentary, which I normally hate. Okay. I normally hate that in movies, unless my taste on that are changing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I normally hate that in movies, but on this one, I feel like it just adds to it so much. Yeah. I feel like this, it is very successful the way that this story is told. I love how harsh it's always like, wait, grandpa. Yeah. Just out, yeah. of nowhere, <laughs> out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yes. The, uh, you know, I like, I cringe whenever somebody uses the name Jesus in like a, in like a, um, mm-hmm. you know, excl- exclamatory thing. Yes. But when the kid does it in this movie, I, <laughs> I can't help but laugh. Maybe he's a, crying out to him. Yeah, you he's know? like, come on, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> what are Get we doing here? Get on with the story. What are we doing? <laughs> It had a budget. This shocked me. Not not the budget. The budget was $16 million, which is not shocking. I don't really yeah. know. I figure yeah, we can't pretty. anything over like $2,000. I can't <laughs> gauge. I'm just like, okay, that sounds great. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, you know, Titanic costs like 250, 300 million, whatever it was. Wow. You know what I mean? So okay. yeah, this seems okay. like there was no C was there CGI at no, all? No, 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 like, no. Even the rats, even the rodents yes. were just people in <laughs> R-O-U-S. Yes, R-O-U-S. And, and I feel like kind of the low budgetness of it plays into oh, yeah. the story. Right, like it's it you you never truly lose the feeling that you're being told a a story absolutely because absolutely it's not so the 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 look of the movie is not so immersive that you're captivated by how great it looks and you can kind of you can kind of imagine this is how this kid would have imagined this story to be happening yeah so i'm i'm all about that that is great. Yes, it's not like so rich that it, that it's like this was imagined by a computer. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was imagined by an eight year old. Yes, that that makes actually great sense. It is. It is. It's far more real to me than some of the like. I I am a big Marvel fan, but some of the new things they're getting into and all of the yeah. universes, I just go. I I'm losing my connection with this. Too this much. one, you're connected the whole time. Yeah. You're yes. just like I have the abilities of a 10, I don't know how old kids are, 12 year old kid. Uh, and I can imagine, this is how I would imagine it. Yeah. It's in lit, this movie. It's lit like a soap opera. Yeah. Like, yes. You know what I mean? It's like, you can see everything, which is great. I wish yeah. more movies would do that now. Me yes. too. I'm tired of paying. I feel like I should get a refund based on how much of the screen I can't see during <laughs> okay, the movie. Okay, Papa. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's like, I can't even see the movie. <laughs> okay. But this is the part that shocked me. So the, Gross proceeds from this movie in the U.S. and Canada, okay, just the U.S. and Canada, was almost double the budget, which is great. Thirty wow. million dollars, eight hundred fifty. Sorry, thirty million eight hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars, eight hundred fourteen dollars. What is my problem? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it keeps going. <laughs> that new, that new, that it's like that Joe Biden clip where he just says numbers that are not are not real. God okay. bless him. Thirty. Excuse me. Thirty million. $857,814. Okay. There we go. That's US and Canada combined. Why? I just felt like I would have cut the, the last $14. Up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $800. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, not, not you. you. The people. The people. I'm just like, why? Why is that why would they report Two it? tickets? Yeah. <laughs> just let them go. Yeah. So, but the worldwide gross, okay, is $30,902,869. That's why. In other words... <laughs> It's this, much more impressive. This movie did nothing outside yeah. North America. Mm-mm. Okay. Like nothing. It was filmed in England and English people didn't even go see it. <gasps> like wow. nobody saw this movie outside the U S and Canada. 
How is that possible? Like, what? okay, what is the difference? What is the difference in the... It's like it's like less than $50,000. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I, that's insane. Yeah. Like... I was going to say like culturally, what if the humor didn't come across, but in England it should yeah, have. At least in yeah. Europe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Even yeah. just as a, like a, a farce on like Robin Hood or that sort of thing, mm-hmm. it would have made sense, but I don't know. No, people just didn't want to see it. Maybe, maybe it was limited release at the time. And True. maybe this is theatrical receipts. Cause I know like this is one of those movies that didn't really come alive until it hit home video. When it hit home video, it became a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, so maybe that's what it was. Maybe because of the limited so budget, weird. it didn't have that a, is shocking. a wide world release. But mm. anyway, that like $50,000 outside the U S and Canada that this wow. movie made. <laughs> so that's, that's almost offensive. Yeah. I would be so offended if I made this movie. Yeah. Like don't even, you know what? Just pull that distribution. We're, I don't even want it. <laughs> in I don't Argentina. even want it. I don't want yeah. your $50,000. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Donate it to charity. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, All right. Here's the IMDb plot summary. Um, Let's do it. A bedridden boy's grandfather reads him the story. Bedridden? (laughs) I mean, technically, but that makes it sound like he's on his deathbed. That sounds so much worse. He has the sniffles. (laughs) This boy is fine. He's playing video games. Yeah. A terminally ill child (laughs) is being read a book. Well, sorry, go ahead. Anyway, (laughs) according to IMDb, a bedridden boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Wikipedia says a swashbuckling farmhand named Wesley. Wesley. West. It's Wesley, but it nobody is. in the movie calls him that. No, there's no. a strong T in the middle. But and I, I just, only notice it because, you know, we're to the age where we use captions always. Uh, and I was like, oh, there's a T in there. In case yeah. you got chips, you yeah. can't you can't miss some of the dialogue. <laughs> chips while you eat. Oh. Sorry, chips while you chips. eat. Oh, my gosh. Let me try that again. <laughs> yeah, potato chips while you're watching a movie. You're losing sentence, full sentences of yeah. dialogue. It's chewing true. on that, so yeah, especially yeah. if you're going like kettle cooked oh, chips, you like won't hear any of that movie. yeah, <laughs> that's gone. You're yeah. gonna learn how to read lips. Yeah. So yes, Westly, Westly. But in the movie, it might as well be W E Z Z L E Y. Like everyone Wesley. says, Wesley. Yeah. Like, nobody says Westly. Um, anyway, okay. A swashbuckling farmhand named Westly, accompanied by companions befriended along the way, must rescue his true love, Princess Buttercup, from the odious Prince Humperdinck. The film preserves the novel's meta fictional narrative style by presenting the story as a book being read by a grandfather to his sick grandson. I feel like that's a better description of what the movie actually mm-hmm. is yeah. than saying the, that the movie is about a grandfather reading a book to his boy, even though that's yeah. true, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it feels like that's the smallest part. I mean, it's, it's important the book reading, yeah. but I just go, that's the least I'm not going to remember it and go, man, I remember, remember that movie about that <laughs> grandfather that read a book. Yes. If you described this movie <laughs> as Oh, it's that movie about the granddad that reads the son to his, I mean, that reads the book to his grandson. Yeah. You're not thinking of Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, it, but you know, it sort of is that, uh, that same thing you get in like the never ending story. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you describe the never ending story as, Oh no, I've never seen the never ending story. What? And I know I'm going to love it. He has only watched the part where, um, in stranger things, yeah. the D- that Dustin and his yeah. girl thing, that's and the Susie only part Pooh. we've ever seen. Cause we watched to see what that. Yeah. I missed a lot of I've like iconic movies for some reason. I don't know why this, because I had not watched the princess bride until this Christmas. He so doesn't, okay, four months ago, but he doesn't like movies made anything really before the eighties. 
Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. But, before the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, this movie came out w- before you were born. Yeah, it did. So, I get Sorry. that. Uh, generationally, like, it's, like, it took me a long time to be able to watch and enjoy movies from the 70s. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. I, okay, so, I also attributed this to something that was like Monty Python. Oh. I always thought it was like Monty that. Python. Yeah. I don't oh. think, here's the thing. I haven't even seen Monty Python. <laughs> he just doesn't just, think he'll like I it. I don't think I like that type of, I hate like Austin Powers. I Ugh, hate like, any, and the, but both of them love that type of movie. Yeah, Rob yeah, yeah. and producer Whitney love Austin yes. Powers type movies. It's a I waste hate of them. your time to not watch it. <laughs> I hate them. I, I hate movies like that. And I just always thought that, that's kind of like Monty okay, Python, okay. which I don't think is true. And then I thought Monty Python is like Princess Bride. So but I didn't did watch you, it until Christmas and then was blown away. I went, oh no. Did I was you like, ever I've been see Robin Hood Men in Tights? Because that's what uh, I put um, Carrie. No, Carrie Elwes. Yeah, yeah. Elwes. Okay, I didn't know how to say his last I've only, name. I've only like seen parts of it. And I know that you love that too, right? You and yeah, your but father. I think you expected this movie to be like to that. Be, which probably yeah. it so. It kind of is, and but not. I just go, what is happening? I yeah. go, when it's like slapstick comedy, I'm like, yeah. is this uh, Curly Larry and Moe? What's happening? The simpler, the better. So you don't have to think. Give me that broad humor <laughs> yeah. that, I don't, that I don't want layers. No. I don't want to have to think no, before no, no. I laugh. Right. Just let me laugh. Yeah, just tell me when Tell me when to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? You tell me. Like, Hit me upside the head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Carrie Elwes was Robin Hood in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Mm-hmm. And actually- Wow, he's made for this type of role. Yes. Well, that's why he was cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Reiner cast him because he had that sort of Errol Flynn kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Of the, Errol Flynn was the classic Robin Hood. That the, I was like, I don't know what that is. The, I, the, like, I, I don't know disagreed. What, I just the, went, yes, yes. The black and white Robin Hood swashbuckler. Okay, got it. You know, whatever. Okay. And yeah. so that's why he cast Carrie Elwes. I think this was his maybe his second movie or something like that that-, that uh, he had done, mm. he, he had not, but he'd been in kind of one of the thing that was out at the time. And, uh, Rob Reiner saw it or saw him and, and actually went to meet with him because he was off filming something else and unavailable to audition. So Rob Reiner oh, wow. went to him because he specifically wanted him. And so he went to him and talked him into, uh, you know, doing the movie. So it shocked me that this movie, okay. It didn't shock me. that This movie was PG, but I, mm. it, any movie that's PG that's not VeggieTales, I just go, how is this PG? Is, what did you even put in this? VeggieTales PG? No, it's well, probably, okay, I mean, I it's like, for it's sure G. Probably not. But, but anything that's like not clearly kids movie, I go, how did you remain PG? And I, I value that. If you have all of the, if you have all of the, and maybe this is just, I don't know, the Southern Christian in me. Uh, if you have all of the action and all of the stuff and you lose nothing and you still don't like, you're not foul in it. I go, that is applaudable. Yeah. Like you've done well. It you've shows really- the generation we're in. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe so. And I think, you know, so eighties PG was much broader mm-hmm. than now PG. I'm not sure at this point in 87, I don't know if PG 13 existed yet. Okay. So there that might could explain it. Been, I, like it it's a big jump. It would have been a big jump. They're like, well, it's definitely not what R yeah, would have R, been yeah. the next mm-hmm. one. So yeah, PG. So I, I don't know. It's sometime around there. Um, the thing that you, the thing that would push this from PG to PG 13 would be the blood. Yeah. So like in the, you know, there's scenes in there where people are bleeding. When Anigo Montoya and sword fights and stuff like that. Is yeah. he the only one that it, bleeds? No, other people bleed. Gosh, uh, yeah, other yeah. people yeah, believe. But um, July first, nineteen eighty four, is when PG thirteen oh. came. Oh, okay, so okay. It but it was still, new. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was, was still a baby. New, yeah. But still, PG. I think PG was broader than it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, oh, yeah. um, I feel like this still, even now, might not have warranted a PG thirteen. It might. There would have been. There would have been like a. There would have been a council meeting about it. Yeah. They would have been like <laughs> what? They would been like meeting. we really got to know about this. Um, just because it is. I mean, there's a little bit of blood. 
There's a little yeah, bit of blood, not, and I don't think it's not gory by any no. means. No, no, no. But uh, anyway, all right. Uh, why don't we why, why don't we talk about design, and then we'll kind of dig into the movie a little bit. Um, what are your just thoughts on the overall? We've talked a little bit about sort of the the cheap romance feel yeah. of the whole thing, but mm-hmm. as far as design, do you have any any thoughts? I do. There's nothing too expon like. There's nothing too deep about the design of this movie, which I actually really love. It's easy, easy to watch it. I was talking to Whitney about it last night. I was like, I could put this on almost any time, like I could most cult classics mm-hmm. and just leave it on. And this is only the second time I've watched it and it feels homey. So mm-hmm. however they achieve that, I am all about it. There's this, there's this like this grain that's on a 1980s movie mm-hmm. that even Whitney was like, what is with all of the graininess well, we of this thing. we watched it on Disney Plus, so I expected it to be a little bit more like clear Chris. than the DVD uh-huh. that uh-huh. I got. Okay, yeah. you know. I love, the, I'm one of those people, I am but a I toxic, toxic designer that when I am designing something, I'm like, it's missing something. I'm like, you better add some grain to it. Yeah. And every time I'm like, okay, go ahead and submit it. Now it's perfect. So when that came on, I just went, that is exactly what I want. There's this, I don't know, there's this hominess to the way they filmed this type of genre. Um, even when it's not comedy, like Ever After, mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Yeah, One yeah. of my all-time favorite movies. I don't know why. I'm not huge into romance, rom-coms, but Ever After filmed the same kind of way where everything is in basically in perfect lighting. They don't have any dramatic light. A few weeks ago, we watched Citizen, uh, Citizen, yeah, Citizen Kane, Kane, which is the most dramatic. Yeah. So, And I just couldn't. I couldn't put that on in the background and be okay watching it all the time. But yeah. this type of movie where you don't have to think about it, there's something about the design of that where you can just put it on and just be okay. And it all feels homey. Um, like there's the only, not, the only thing ahead. it was missing was the hum of a VHS. Right. That's the only <laughs> yes, thing. Absolutely. It was absolutely. When you first start it and it does that, like little lines of, of, static as it gets going. Oh then, man. Yeah. That's the best. It just, I, I don't know. It has all the makings of comfort to me. Yeah. That is the main thing. There's not really anything that's n- not anything that's like groundbreaking in terms of the no costume like, design, yeah. anything like that. Iconography, which I think but, all yeah. works because again, it feels like it's from the head of a little boy. Yeah. Yeah, like he's imagining started, all of like, this noticing little things of like even the boots that um Anigo Montoya wore mm-hmm. I was like I feel like I could get those at like Party City right, right. I don't know it was weird the way I looked at it I was like huh you went further than I thought you were gonna go I thought you were gonna say like Marshalls or no, something Party City, Party City. she's no, like they they're supposed like to look fake. pirate boots yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like yeah. They just yeah. ordered a pirate costume on Amazon yeah. and they were like, and he rocked it. Yeah. You know? I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think there's, there's nothing too deep in the design of this other than it's just very homey. It's something you're very excited, like something you're very relaxed to watch, which I am just all about that. Uh, when it comes to, I guess this isn't necessarily design, but the um, most of the, what are they called? Come on, Zeke. It's not about design, but most of the stunts were done Mm. by the actual actors. Mm -hmm. So I always appreciate that. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, but they're not like Tom Cruise type. uh, Yeah, He's not breaking bones doing these things, but there were some like, there were some spots in this movie where people had to be hospitalized and, (laughs) and also uh, between Inigo and Wesley, their fight it was all them, which is just crazy I t- to me. He told me that, and then we're watching it. And I was like, are you sure? Right. She was like, check it it's again. I was like, no, I was like, one, I promise. The one loop to loop. Oh, Flip the loop to loop. Okay, that's the one I questioned. Yeah. That's I was what like, you questioned? I was okay. like, they don't show his face. That's your and discernment. he looks a little different. <laughs> when, whenever they cut away and then cut immediately back when they land, yeah. I go, that was a double. Oh. When you get that thing where, I'll, maybe I'll just do this on, on camera if you're watching on video. Uh, by the way, watch this on Spotify and video. Uh, but you do that thing where you get like a long shot of somebody doing something. 
And then yeah. the next thing you get is like <laughs> popping up. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, no. That looked like a Disney, uh, what's it called? Like a sitcom. They just pop up from behind the couch and they're like, wow, can't believe I just like did three flips. they do some absolute ridiculous. Fell through the roof. Yes. And they, they just hop up. I'm okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So yes. Okay. So that was the only, I guess, stunt double was the loop de loop. They brought in a gymnast for that surely, but they, they did all of their little, they did all of the swashbuckling. I couldn't think of what well, to say. I all the sword cool as a kid, like I felt like I was like a, look what I found in the movie. Whenever they're landing, you can see like the dust, you know, there's something she did, under there. Yeah. yeah she was like a carpet watch. move underneath. She was like, there's for sure some kind of trampoline or something there's under something there, the under way there. the dirt moved. Mm-hmm. Um, just when they, it was only in one part when they were flipping and then they immediately like it switched scenes and the ground, ground was super flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just fantastic. Like the design, I, I don't know, back to kind of the design aspect of even that it just all seems real. You don't have to like, you're not thinking too just deeply about it. Oh, yeah. it's just yeah. such a classic. It's fantastic. I've seen it twice and I consider it one of the classics. That's great. I love it. All right. Let's talk through the movie a little bit. Um, two things right off the bat that mean something to me, but I bet mean like little or nothing to you guys. Okay. Okay. Let's test immediately it. The, at the movie. You get um, video game baseball. Yes. Oh, and Fred Savage. Oh man. Okay. I love Fred Savage. You know, Fred, Fred Sa- Savage is, means what was he, what was his main role when so he was a child? That's what I was going to ask. What does Fred Savage mean to you? Okay. What is the, it's the, the one Wonder about years. the family. The Wonder, Wonder years. years. The original Wonder Years. I yeah. just, first off, the Wonder Years has an incredible logo. Oh yeah. Incredible. Okay. We watch, what is, what is it called that we watch? That's, I don't know. No. You didn't prep me for this. I'm not going to remember. And it's the, it's the show we've been watching recently that it's, I, I, with no disrespect, it is the Black Wonder Years. Uh, it's called it's the, the Wonder, Wonder Years. Years. It's the oh, reboot. It's just, okay, it's the, it's the Wonder yeah. And it's so, like, I love. It's amazing. Like, it, it is. It's on par, for it's, sure. With oh, the, it's, with, it's, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Let we me, know uh, him from the Wonder Years, let me, though. Let me drop in a little thing here. There's an episode of the Great Song Podcast where we talk to the guys who did the theme song the Grammy nominated theme song oh to gosh. the new version of the Wonder no. Years. No. So, oh man. Sorry. So y'all go find that. If you're listening, if you're, if you're like, Oh man, we're going to go watch too. it. Go, f- go find it. Uh, we did it. Uh, what last season? I think. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, it is I such think of him from the Wonder Years, yeah. but then a certain, like in my teenage years, lifetime made a movie with him. And, um, what's her name? That was DJ Tanner. DJ um, oh, Tanner. DJ, is that Candace Cameron? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he, murdered her and <gasps> that like forever is ingrained in my head now little no. Fred savage no you can't but then do that I think to 90s about him, kids though oh man i just went oh my gosh like i thought oh, that no. was gonna happen to me it was terrible i okay he's one of those people i don't know if you like if you think about this but he is one of those people that even when they're like elderly they still look like their young self mm. and i can't get it out of my head he is one of those people that i just go this is weird like macaulay culkin i just go you just look like a stretched out version of even, home alone even in and i forget which austin powers he's in but yeah. he's moly moly yes. like he's, he's i didn't i didn't know he was in austin because you won't i didn't know he was in austin powers i hate the, that that's the third one he's in okay. the third one he's got a huge mole on his face and Austin Powers can't stop talking about it. They don't they warn him like don't mention the mall, and he literally yes. just goes mole. Like it just <laughs> that's all that comes out of his mouth, and it's I, hilarious. What what I hate is I'm just very easily won over. So if we watch 
uh, yeah. one of these, I'm going to be like, oh, God, that's kind of funny. <laughs> so those are the three movies. The murder yes, movie, okay. Wonder Years first. Wonder Years okay. for sure. My dad, it was, I think that's my dad's favorite. I feel like mm. that's pretty true mm-hmm. to a lot of dads in his age range, almost yeah. 60, where that's like their favorite type of show. Mm-hmm. So I know it, I know it just it. by, just by watching it Which in the background. Which was also a meta narrative. Wonder Years, I don't know if you remember, yeah. but it's yeah. told mm-hmm. by a narrator mm-hmm. and then it's like all done in actual flashback. Like, Oh, that's so fantastic. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I okay. do, maybe I do love that type of show and I just <laughs> I thought I didn't. I thought I, I I just kind of assumed uh, because you guys are a few years younger than me that you would mostly think of Fred Savage as Ben Savage's brother. I don't That's, even know who Ben Savage is. Yeah, you, you boy, I'm sure I do. Boy, boy meets, meets world. world. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Here my go. eyes just like, I just focused in on some of the, it, my, <laughs> I don't want to say my third eye opened. Now I know everything. Um, oh man. Okay. That, that tracks. They yeah. look very, well, very similar. Does because is that his are. younger brother? <laughs> yeah, Ben's his younger brother. Yeah. Oh man, it's like the Culkins. You know. Yeah. That's right. You well, know you the savage know. genes. No, you didn't. Yeah, I guess you don't. <laughs> you, you know did. the savage genes. <laughs> savage. Those genes are savage. Okay. Well, that makes me happy. Video game baseball, I assume, was not a part of either of your lives, really. Mm-mm. I mean, that's no. just and nice especially this early on. Yeah. Um, the game is called Hardball. By yeah, the way, I saw that it's for I the Commodore sixty four system, which I never had. I I always assumed it was a game called RBI Baseball. That's I looked at it and I always just thought it was RBI baseball, um, which a lot of Nintendo kids know, but apparently it was hardball for the Commodore 64. That bedroom did look nice. Like if you were sick, that looked like a nice room to have. Yeah. You know, it just looked comfortable. You bet in the closet, there's like some wonderful quilt. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. A lot of touches in there. A lot Mm -hmm. lot of like, Mm -hmm. like half the production budget went to making that room feel right. You know, (laughs) a million here. Yeah. A million there. He had an autographed poster up there of, uh, the fridge, fridge, William Perry. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? I only, I think I only known it from movies like this that, that talk about him, but I didn't really know. I don't really know who. I'm, I was that was very impressive, Whitney. Thank you. Good job. Thank she you. wasn't. She didn't even Google that just now. That's <laughs> not a thing that she was Good like. Away for. Wow, man, that doesn't always. Happen. Oh, okay. So speaking of the room, Mark Knopfler. Yes, Mark Knopfler made Rob Reiner a deal that he would only do the music if Reiner hid the hat that he wore in. This is Spinal Tap somewhere in the film. A duplicate of the hat there is hanging is. in the grandson's bedroom. Yes, and it's a, you you can That's see That's what it. I say for if you. You're, if you're looking for it, it's the so uh in in Spinal Tap, Rob Reiner plays the director whose name is Marty DeBerge and he wears this USS Navy um hat. That's his like signature hat or whatever and it's hanging up in the in That's the awesome. So yes. Mark Knopfler is uh, the lead singer and guitarist of the group Dire Straits. You know their song Money for Nothing or Walk of Life or Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> You're just looking at oh, us to man. try to see if we you know it. We know these songs. <laughs> no, money do. for nothing and your chicks for free. No? <gasps> no. What? I'm sorry. Okay. We failed you. I don't you. listen to wow. music. It's, it's terrible. It's classic rock. Okay. <laughs> she really man. doesn't listen to music though. It's I a know. problem. Like uh, we'll get into the car and I was like, what do you want to listen to? And I'm so excited because it just fuels my whole life. Yeah. She goes, I'm just okay sitting in silence. Well, and I go, oh, I go with your thoughts. <laughs> You're fine just being here with your thoughts. <laughs> Let me, I gotta drown him out. I like my thoughts, I guess. I don't oh know. man. I usually he'll say, I want to listen to something, and I'll say, Okay, what? And he goes, I don't know. Okay, well then we're not listening to anything. Because <laughs> I don't have anything anymore. Oh, it's awful. My go-to, unless I just particularly have something, I just turn turn on shuffle. I shuffle everything that mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. 
Christmas music, whatever comes and, out, and uh, then I just wait until something grabs me, and then I'll go listen to that album. I literally Sorry. delete all of my Christmas music after Christmas. Like I'll delete it off my phone because if it comes he up on, so if it he comes hate, up, he hates it when it's not Christmas. Yeah, yeah if yeah, it yeah. come, it will ruin my mood if it comes up on shuffle. <laughs> I get, that. I ruin I, every time I go. Nope, delete, and yeah. I was like, I'll re-download you once November hits. I'm sure there's a way to get like you know iTunes or whatever to to miss that like when it goes it through. If there yeah. is, please like, message us and tell us. Yeah, like, I would tell, love to. It, it would change yes, my Apple, life. I literally, I literally just delete it. Like I used, I used to have like audio Bibles and stuff and they, <laughs> it would be like, you know, I'm listening to Van Halen, blah, blah, blah. And then it comes up second Corinthians chapter 12. <laughs> and you're like, no, nope. like, oh, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't want to come on. No. I want to rock. Um, rock. But yeah, so music throughout the movie by Mark Knopfler. Um, and you get this repeated. That's like the main theme. The only thing I don't like about the music is actually the song at the end, um, which they, is called the greatest, uh, greatest sto- storybook love is what it's called. I think. Um, and I don't like the guy who sang it. I I'm not about it. Um, is this like a credits? Like they don't have anyone singing the whole time. And then during the credits, because I've mentioned, like, I yes. hate this. Yeah. You can put Whitney Houston on an ending yes. credit scene and I still don't like it. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not about it. Uh, and that is a Willie DeVille. Um, and I, I hate his vocals. I would have a thousand percent preferred that Mark Knopfler had sung it. Cause he's awesome. And his, his voice would have sounded great, but he didn't write it. I think Willie DeVille wrote it mm. and that was just their, you know, mm. the theme song, but I wish they'd let Knopfler write something for that. Cause he's amazing anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Just some things from the movie. Um, so we talking about, you know, the, the, the farm boy who is serving the, she's not the princess yet. She's just a girl. Um, but she has this farm boy who is, uh, Wesley, Carrie Elwes, and the, the whole deal of the whole, you know, their whole relationship is he's serving her and she's, you know, she's like sort of, um, you know, demanding things from mm-hmm. him, fetch me this and, and flapping her hair around just that one scene. She just flings that head around. And I was like, good Lord. I didn't even notice that. I didn't either. Uh, what a girl thing to notice. Yeah. You're just like, I have that hair and I would never do that. <laughs> and so he is always just saying as you wish, right? That's mm-hmm. the big deal is as you wish. That's all he ever says. And, um, and eventually she realizes that what the grandfather says is that he's saying as you wish, but what he really means is I love you. Yes. And that becomes sort of a recurring thing. Then that's how she figures out later that he is, you know, he, he, disappears he shows back up later as the dread pirate roberts right um and he's you know been sailing the high seas and all this with stuff. his tiny little mustache his tiny so tiny small. tiny mustache but that's that classic like errol mm-hmm. flynn uh, i kept i kept thinking like i'm not gonna name names but i kept thinking i was like why does this remind me of this person i was like oh because they have a terrible mustache <laughs> like i was like this reminds me of my friend and i went oh you can tell me their mustache yeah, I yeah know, i'll tell you i'll, I'll tell you off air i do have uh, to say one quote that i liked before that was the grandpa when he says when i was your age television was called books yes. i was like oh, i laughed funny. out loud i just went <laughs> we rewound uh, it so much we <laughs> to did. catch quotes because we were like this yes. is so funny endlessly qu- okay this is a great time for me to insert this so so um shout out to to, uh, my friend Brando and some other guys, we used to play this game. We invented this game uh, and Brando, Brando came up with it um, called insignificant lines. Okay. I love it. Okay. I love it. I've told uh, you, you you've, before, you've, right? Yeah. You've told me a little bit about it and I quote insignificant lines constantly yeah. in mm-hmm. my life. And Whitney's like, what is that from? I don't care, but what is it from? Yes. Cause now I got to know. And so the, the idea is basically you pick a movie and I would give you, you know, I would give you a genre and a decade and I would say, you know, um, I would say late nineties 
action. Okay. And then I would say, uh, I'm trying to think of something insignificant. I would say, not like this. <laughs> okay. And you, and you, okay. if you can, you tr- kind of try and say it like the character to try right, and, if of they course. have a particular inflection. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a line. It's, it's a line that's like not in the trailer, right? You're not going, I'll be back. Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not that it's something insignificant from the movie. And the other person has to see if they can try and guess it. And so you give them one that's truly insignificant like that. Okay. Um, and then if you can't guess it, I would give you another one that says, that's like, um, your move copper top, same movie, okay. but a little gives away a little bit more. Okay. Okay. And then the third one would be like, I know Kung Fu. Okay. Okay. And then okay. you would know. I'm you all bring about, it in. I'm talking yeah. about the matrix. Okay. So, which we've never seen. So no, we didn't. No, no I about. definitely no, no, no. need to watch the matrix. No, we, we've seen the matrix here in this house. You probably disassociated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. It's not our type um, of movie. <laughs> okay. But so anyway, we would play this game and we, we would be, we were like traveling with a band at the time. And so we'd be on the road for hours and hours and mm. hours driving. And so we would kill so much time with this game and the princess bride we found as the only movie that you could not win insignificant lines with because because you'll know what it is like first line it's so quotable Mm -hmm. that there aren't insignificant lines really in this movie you can't get through three lines from this movie without giving something away absolutely i could hear do you want a peanut and i would know exactly where it came yeah it's yeah you can't there's (laughs) nothing you know what i mean you might be able to pull a a a phrase somewhere that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't but then by the time you get into another line you're gonna know you're gonna because the dialogue in this movie is amazing it is Mm -hmm. so great it's first class like there aren't throwaway lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's it's all really interesting and written. You know, it uses good words and good phrases, and you know, like the, the I mean, everything about it. They're fight, they're sword fighting, and it's like you know, you seem a decent fellow. I hate to kill you. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to die. <laughs> it's yes. so great. All throughout the movie, it's this stuff that's not like um, you know, low hanging fruit dialogue. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it is all it is all crafted, and it's all just. I, I don't was, know. It's perfect for the, the scene time every time. I was trying not to write all the questions. Right. I just, yeah. wrote, I just wrote a few of my favorites <laughs> like just because I wrote down thing. that Vizzini yeah. said, called um, Andre the Giant a hippopotamus hippopotamic land, land mass. mass yes <laughs> Actually, i've never you nowhere never, in my life would i ever hear that ever again yeah but there i'm gonna, yes. gonna remember it it's my, so great the, i think that's the same the, uh, maybe the same breath in which he says you are supposed to be this colossus yes. you're this great legendary thing and yet he gains you get like <laughs> that was that was nearly perfect you uh, you missed just a little bit of lisp but yeah. otherwise i would have been I like man i know because i didn't want to insult wallace sean but like yeah i you, feel like he i mean oh, he's famous because of his lisp for sure that's true but he's incredible what voice is he in toy story he's a voice in toy story right i don't know check that for us whitney he's is he the dinosaur he is rex no oh mate no no, maybe check it okay no 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 No, rex i was thinking thinking no i think he is rex i was thinking of the slinky sound slinky's dog jim barney right yeah i think he i think he is rex whitney's gonna check it for us he his voice his voice is I don't know why, but it's my childhood. When I okay. hear his voice, I go, there because are 1,000 like roles that I've just imagined yeah. I listened to him as a child. Yeah, he is fantastic. One of those voices that you instantly know, but doesn't take you out to me. You don't go, you don't think about him when you hear that voice. You just take it for whatever character. When I was recasting, I was like, I would never have thought that was his name. 
Like, Wallace I don't know Shawn. why. Yeah, it's I just a very go, normal name. Yeah. I just think Hemi Benimi or something would have been his name. <laughs> I don't know. I can't I can't think something like, Mah! that feels like that's what it was. Hemi Benimi. Like the guy who plays, what's his name? What is, what is the guy's name who plays Iago off of Aladdin? The worst oh. man. But yeah, I feel like it's the same vein. I feel like Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert yes, Godfrey. Yes, yes. They're same vein. He's like, Hemi <laughs> Benimi. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like his name should have not been something so oh, random. One of my, okay, I'm not going to just quote everything, but when um, well. Inigo Montoya says, he he said, he's right on top of us. Wonder if he's using the same wind we're using. <laughs> I was like, it's, just it's so, so it's stupid. It's like, if you're not fully it. listening, you're not going to think it's as funny. Like I went, yeah. oh my gosh. I was I like, think, that's hilarious. Yes. I love it because they're supposed to be bad guys, but they're not. And I love mm. that. Yeah. Like they oh, don't my, fit the role they're supposed to that's fit. One of the, that's one of my favorite tropes. Is yeah. that a thing? Mm. I, okay. Yeah. That's one of my favorite tropes is when bad guys aren't really bad. They're just yeah. kind of doing what they're good at. They're like, right. we can steal people and, yeah. and sword fight. And they end up being just the best kind of people. Bad guys want hearts of gold. Yes. I love it. I love it. Like the whole scene on Tangled where all of them just want to be artists and painters. And they're like, yes. I had a dream. Yes. That one. Love it. Love, love it. it. You could sell that to me every day of the week. Yeah. Like Fezzik, he was born this behemoth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like his, at that time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just kind of get roped into this Yeah. Life. They're like, you can lift fair maidens and steal them. And he's like, yeah. okay, I guess that's what I'll do then. And you can carry all three of them. Like <laughs> I laughed so hard to when watch climbing him just that use his yes. hands and he's got all three of them. And it just made me laugh. It is so it fantastic. Like, it's so terrible, I, but wonderful. That speaking of him, my, one of my favorite quotes, it's from Wesley, but it's to him. It's in the meantime, rest well and dream of large women. Yes. I, oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. Um, Inigo was Mandy Patinkin. Mandy he, freaking like they, Patinkin. They hide it. It's, it's one of those things where you you know them from their age now or the last 20 years. Yeah, that makes sense. And you look back and you, they just don't look like the character. I never knew that's who that was. Okay, so so then who is Mandy Patinkin to you? Because largely to me, this, his character in Dick Tracy... And he was on uh, some like uh, hospital show in the nineties. That's what that's I think probably what I imagine him as. He has to me while Whitney's looking this up, he has one of the best names in the oh, world to me. Love he that. is. There are Whitney and I have an ongoing list. Now, one of our friends just lost their dog and he was an awesome dog, but they, uh, they, his name was Matt Damon. <laughs> Okay, so fantastic. I love it. I love double name celebrity animal names. Okay, yeah. okay so I have a list going. Okay. Mandy Patinkin is on that list. That's great. So yeah. if we get, if we like later on in life, we might have all double named celebrity named animals. Okay. So Mandy Patinkin will be one of those. And who was my other one? He's That's awesome. Who? Uh, oh, no. Uh, 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 he's on um, so many movies. Well, yeah, I know, I'm Blue Hair Hunger Games. Come on. He was on The Devil Wears Prada and he's on so many movies. Sorry, you're outside. Easy me right A. Now. Easy A. He's oh, the dad no. on Easy okay, A. Okay, I know all of you are yelling. If you're listening to wow. this, you're yelling. He's bald and he can play all wow. Woody Harrelson? Of no, no, no. no. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry for everyone who knows exactly who we're talking about. Oh, no. Uh, and it's not. Oh, my Tucci. gosh. Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Oh, yeah. She got it right before I looked it up. Stanley yes. Tucci. Yes. So, Stanley Tucci is a great double name, animal name. Yes. Uh, Mandy Patinkin. For a very proper dog. Absolutely. Yes. You yes. have yes. to have. It can't be like. I mean, Brad Pitt could work, but I, I don't know. It's like. 
It's like but Mandy Patinkin is a good one. Oh, I, I honestly don't even know if I've ever seen many movies with him in it. I just know his face. Okay. I know he's, but just knowing that that's who it was, I was yeah. like, Oh my God. He's such a phenomenal actor. So like good. anything he's in, he steals. Like he's just, you know what I mean? He's oh, yeah. just so great. And the emotion, needless emotion he put oh, into this part. Okay. He, but there's a reason. It. It's so dramatic. There's a reason. He said he, he, connected with this because his father had died I think like oh. within the year earlier oh, and he was no. like wow. he was like he was like all of the it might not have been the year feeling with those it, feelings yeah so it Got was it. like with his father had died recently in the last few years or oh. year months or whatever um and he was like I really he was like I gave into this role oh, he was like he was like you killed my father so he like basically I think his father died of cancer he treated he treated the count, uh, the count like he was like cancer basically. Really? So wow. he, he was like, he came in there and he was well, like, now this it's was fine. No, yes. I mean, but I he gave it, was it just he loved this. <laughs> like sometimes people play roles like this and they're like, I am done. Like it stopped speaking to me on the street about this role. He yeah, said yeah, yeah, every no. day, two to three people quote his main quote to him. And he said, I love it. He yeah. said, it makes me so happy every time I hear it. And I'm like, that is like, I just go, Oh my gosh, that's the best yes. getting to play a role. Like he sold into this role because of that. And he, like he had a deep, he said, I had a deep connection with this role because of that. And he loves it so much that, uh, that when people repeat it to him two to three times a day yeah, on the okay, street, yeah. he's excited to hear. I just it. remember quoting that quote in high school yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just like, how do you bring that up in random conversation? Know. So for me, for, for him, it quotes in this movie, um, or like favorite, at least the acting gravitas moment, that would actually be third for me for him. Yeah. The th mm -hmm. number two for me is the actual end of that line when he's about to kill Count Rugen. He okay. says, you know, mm -hmm. he says, what, you know, anything you want, you know, oh, man. and he says, and we don't swear, but he says, oh, well, my father back, you son of a, you know, any, mm -hmm. any, right. Okay. That's number two. My favorite actual piece of dramatic acting in this entire movie is when Count Rugen is running from him <laughs> and he just sprints away and he yes. goes and he screams. Yes. He screams. Uh, he's getting away from me. Fezzik. Please. Yes. Like his huge, the way he screams with panic in his voice mm -hmm. is legit. Like I've been, chasing this man yep, for 20 six years fingered and man. he's yes. getting away from me and he killed my father and I have to catch him. And yep. then I like, love just how easily he get, he just pats his shoulder and punches the door out. Yeah. Just, he's like, here you go. He knows how important it is. Oh like, yes. I got this. I love yeah. it. I love that friendship. But it's, now that I know that, good Lord, now I'm going to cry when I watch it. I know, it. right? Go it's like it did make it. I was, I was doing the research as we were watching it and I was like, oh no. I was like, this I literally made notes. So dramatic. <laughs> like, well, that's whenever, why. Whenever he says, you left me alive, but gave me these. And then it takes mm. so long for him to do this. Yes. And then over here, and I'm like, why are they doing that? I love now the blood. I'm like, do the whatever you need to do, baby. The use of blood <gasps> in this movie was my favorite. You would you would skip to the other character and then back to Inigo, and his whole arm was covered in blood. And I was like, he was just poked. Yeah. I was like, this man is soaked in his own blood, and he was just poked. They're One anemic. Of, they're like, yeah. <laughs> yes. They're just they're just bleeding out. They took all the aspirin. I always thought it was weird, like awkward to watch when he like shook after he you know he's like standing up and he falls yeah. back down and you he know goes i was full like what is going on he goes full, i mean he just he took felt a, it, he know? took a dagger to the stomach that's true. Yeah. i mean it's gonna hurt i would be i would i would have just laid down i've been like well okay he killed me too killed the whole family line oh, yeah no way. uh i my favorite line of an ego's 
which is like super quotable, I know, but I just love it. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Yeah. <laughs> I just go, that is, and it's perfectly delivered. Yeah. Thank you, Mandy. Yeah. Perfectly delivered. His, like his little like Spanish accent and <laughs> yes. everything is just so, it's like subtle. It's not overblown. It's not, mm-hmm. it's a me, Mario. Yes. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. It's just this nice, subtle, smooth accent, you know. I just feel like through the whole movie, I am Vizzini's character when he goes, ha, 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 and then just falls over. <laughs> That's what I feel like the whole time because I'm laughing like that the whole time. Oh, do, you ever, do they ever say his name? Because I was like, who? Vizzini, yeah. Vizzini. But a Captions. lot of a lot of time it's being said by uh, by Fezzik, Andre the Giant's okay. character. And, and it so is hard to is unintelligible. Yeah, it's poor guy. He was he was apparently he was very <laughs> self conscious of that while they were filming. Aww. There were two self conscious things. Okay, it was it was Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was, because he's French is his main language. So he, they had to like, he had to, I I think uh, Reiner had to record how he wanted to say things. And then Andre the Giant would learn his lines based on that to then repeat them in a perfect way. So it's still not unintelligible, but it's close sometimes where we go, I don't 100% know what he was saying. So he was insecure about the way he was speaking. Vizzini was insecure because Danny DeVito was supposed to get that role and didn't. <gasps> yeah. So every, he was just Aww. so like, Oh, it's not the right thing. I'm he not kept, doing the right thing. He kept thinking he was going to get fired. Yes. So he and was like super iconic. nervous. He, I could never see Danny DeVito. And I DeVito go, Danny DeVito, now Danny DeVito could have done it, but I don't but think he could have like done him. it like that. No, no. it would not have been as iconic, not supposed to be. but they said, you can see, they see like in the, in the, so the famous scene with him, uh, in the the powder duel, right where they're like he's mm-hmm. trying to outsmart you know the dread pirate Roberts, and he's you know I've put uh, this iocane powder in one of these cups, and he's trying to figure it out. Mm. They said you can see him kind of flop sweating in that scene, and it was because he was nervous about the scene. It wasn't like he was so in character, wow. or and they, it's not makeup they applied. He was sweaty because he was nervous about that scene, and he was oh. like, if I don't get this right, they're going to fire me. Oh my oh, gosh, wow. and it was fantastic. He did amazing. Yeah, he it, 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 he was he's incredible. Um, and that scene, so I was going to ask, when you were a kid or the first time you saw that, like how mind blown were you by that scene? Oh, when I was man. a kid, four months yeah, ago four when months. I saw it the yeah. first time, I was like, okay, this is going to go the, this is going to go the same way. He's tricked him. He's double tricked him. He's t- tricked him again. Yeah. Uh, I just, I always go, okay, well, the good guy's going to win. The movie doesn't end here right. with the right, princess right. being stolen. Uh, so, well, the right. the maiden being stolen. So I thought it's just going to trick it. He's, he's outsmarted him. And then I love the, again, is it a trope? The trope where the person's like, oh, I've just been training my whole life to take poison and not die. Right. Oh, it's great. You just go, yes. It's so great. It's because you're like, oh, they're smart. And you're like, oh no, they've just been tortured. Also, did you notice the quote that Wesley says when Inigo says, why the mask? They're terrible. Or why the mask? And he says, they're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. Yeah. Whitney goes, oh, she was like, that's bad. I was like, that's interesting. But over the f- part that you're not wearing one. Yeah. Right. This is just exactly. eyes. It's only <laughs> just eyes and forehead, breathing to the whole world. Oh, another quote that, have you heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Morons. Morons. I thought Zeke was going to get mad while we were watching it because I would just go, moron. Like I would be saying it while they're saying it. She would cackle laugh. And I was like, okay, no, that's good. That's No, it made it even better. Uh, Let's see. Another couple, uh, another couple more uh, quotes I'll throw in. Uh... The priest, okay, so the, 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 the priest has the famous line and his he has this way of oh, speaking, yeah. you know, love, twoo, love, we, you know. Um, but one, I had never before caught that he, he says, <laughs> and do you, Princess Bakwap, 
Bakwap. Princess Bakwap. I had never caught that before. Um, our brother-in-law did that. He, Our brother-in-law married his wife's sister. I didn't want to say okay. his sister. He was the priest. What is it called? He was the Wait, officiator of the he wedding. He officiated oh, the wedding. He didn't marry my... Okay, he didn't but marry but his he's married to his, My other yes. brother-in-law married... They're twins. I don't know how to say it. Anyway, yes. he he did that okay, for he performed the wedding. The ceremony. It was, yeah, okay. it, not the whole thing, I don't think, but it was it was fun. And he did the bit in the wedding? The oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Wow. he started it with mail Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, okay. and it went over very well. That's great. I loved when they said about the fire swamp, we'll never survive. Nonsense. You're, you're only saying that because no one ever has. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's so great. That's such Dad. a, I love the optimist. I love hanging out with optimistic people. I am not <laughs> an optimist. Um, but I love it when people are like, ah, we're not going to die or we won't know until we die. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> okay, I love that. I was like, I wish I could be more like that. Uh, the other, the other quote that I wrote down instead of just writing down the entire movie, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, literally you could just read the script <laughs> of this just movie and get the okay. gist of it. Um, but I loved, uh, Peter Falk, who was uh, famous for playing Columbo, um, but he was the grandfather, and he he goes, she doesn't get eaten by the eels at this time. Yes, like, that's he's so like, I, I know it. you were nervous. Yeah. There's something. He's like, no, no, no. It's the at this time, like, really does it for me. She doesn't get eaten by the eels at this time. Yeah. Like, no, it's how. Yes, and whenever. Uh, now I'm going to say Ben Savage instead of Fred. Fred yeah. How he, he, did you see how he yes, gripped? Gri- yeah. Thing? And he, he kind of lets go. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I love it. He gets, yeah, the kid gets, you know, predictably gets into the story, yes. you know, more and more as we go. And then by the end, he's yelling at his grandpa, like, this is not how this goes. <laughs> like, fix oh, it, read it. it right. Yes. Like, that they whole, love each other. They yeah. have to be together. Yeah. It's just, it's just so good. I always quote, I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. And he <laughs> oh never my knew. Gosh. It was over. It was oh. over. I was filming, I was filming something for social media upstairs. Yeah. He and I said, hear, I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. From downstairs, I'm like, Whitney, please. But I, I've said it our whole marriage. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, he didn't know because he wouldn't watch it. And I was like, it's not so a witch. Good. I'm your wife. Which I noticed on this time, I was like, why does she look so familiar? Like, what else has she done? She's done a lot. Oh, yeah. But I knew her from as granny from the Adams Family Values. That's oh, who I knew okay. her so from. Carol I knew, Kane. I knew mm-hmm. her as the, as the choral teacher from... Is it teenage drama queen or is it or is it mean girl? It's not mean girls. I don't no, think. Not mean girls. Uh-uh. It's not mean girl. Okay, so it's teenage drama queen, which is basically wow. the Lindsay Lohan. Oh my gosh, it's Lindsay Lohan is the lead again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a big Lindsay Lohan thing for a while, uh, but. Yeah, I know her as the choral teacher. So every place I see her, I go, "Oh, that's the choir teacher from," which is like probably and her I least go, known oh, role. Oh, it's Granny, yeah. the witch from. Yes, I right. mean, she you know she plays a witch really well. <laughs> she she's she's great, man, and she yeah she's in so much stuff. You know, she's in uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. If you guys have watched, oh, that. oh okay, yeah, yes, she's right. That. Um, oh and gosh, she was in she's so good. Maybe one of the things she's most famous for is Scrooged with Bill Murray. Like the, I've the, seen it. Um, I think I've, I feel like Carol. I've seen the commercial and I've seen her in it. Okay. You know what I mean? She's yeah. one of those caricature actresses. But even like, yes. You know what I mean? It like, is like he doesn't know. He yeah. didn't know. And I was like, there's so many quotes that I'm saying that you don't know. Oh, <laughs> she's like the, she's like a Jack Black, uh, Jim Carrey type actor mm-hmm. where I just go, you are always playing the same the elevated yeah. part of yourself. Yes, like you that's what you've given through. into. Yeah. 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 For sure. I love it. Uh, a few more bits of trivia and then we're going to get into the recast, which I'm so excited yes. about. Yeah, this is going to be a great fun recast. Um, in, this is all I'm pulling this directly from IMDb. This is courtesy of IMDb inspired by and written directly for his two daughters. Writer William Goldman already had a special affection for this story. 
However, it spent many years in development hell, during which it gained a <laughs> reputation for being unfilmable, with at least two studio heads losing their jobs for unrelated reasons, mere days after stating they wished to make the film. Oh, goodness. By this stage, Goldman was so disillusioned and protective of his book that he took the almost unheard of step of buying back the rights to his own story when it came available after a studio desk clearing, um, so that he... He was like, okay, if this is going to get made, it's going to get made the way that I want it to get mm-hmm. made. And okay. So he bought back the own, you know. I'm glad he did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robin Wright and Carrie Elwes were smitten with each other during filming. I saw that. Naturally helping their chemistry in I, the movie. I love that. I love it when people are like, like even if just for the movie, yeah, just, just fall <laughs> for each other for a minute, please. Yeah. It'll help all of us. Yeah. Oh Elwes said that he, quote, couldn't concentrate on much of anything after that first encounter with Robin. Um, and mm. she got cast like the week before filming started. She was oh, apparently wow. the last audition. Yeah. They had auditioned Uma Thurman and a, a, a ton that. of other people. Yeah. Um, mm. Uma didn't have the characteristically pretty uh, she's face unique. of that time. She's unique. Yeah, yeah. They're like it doesn't match the time yeah. period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that they there were several parts of the movie where I was like, "Good lord, these people are but pretty." I I didn't realize that she was Jenna. Like I I didn't she, know that whenever right right whenever when we, we watched it whenever I first started watching yeah. it, I never knew. She was like, "That's Princess Bride." I the there were several moments in this movie where. Like when he's about to be like tortured, I was like, good Lord, Whitney, look at this man's face. Like he they like, have, he's just beautiful. Yeah. I was like, he is, he is like they, they, they picked him well. I mean, they look like, I don't mean to say this, but they look like Hitler's youth. They are mm. the blondest, well, the yeah. bluest eyes, Yeah, but they, I just went, my gosh, what? One thing that bothered me about the torture <laughs> about scene. Well, well <laughs> yeah. about one, torture in heaven. Yes. Thing that we hate it all. Um, that they didn't put his um, little suction cups on his nipples. It looked weird <laughs> yeah. to see that. And yeah. he said it was because they were slipping. So they had to the put him down cups anyway. Yeah. Kept slipping during like, the filming of that. This just doesn't align. Yeah. And it bothers me. <laughs> oh my gosh. You it has always bothered me. You would have preferred for the suction to look more like a bathing suit. Yeah. It would have well, helped cover, you. Cover your you. nipples. Yes. It's weird just to a little see bit that plus something else nipply next to it. <laughs> Such a I don't like that. <laughs> oh, something else it's nipply. too much. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, okay, here's something I did not know. Okay, so Christopher Guest plays um, Count Rugen, the six-fingered man. Yes. Christopher Guest is also in This is Spinal Tap. Christopher Guest is the lead guitarist okay. for the band Spinal Tap. Mm. Um, and, and so he's, you know, that's one of his iconic parts. And he also, if you don't know him from Spinal Tap or from this, then you probably don't know him because if you know him from Correct. this, you watched don't, his other stuff. I didn't but. know him. I did not know the importance of him. Like when I was researching this, I was like, I don't even know who this guy okay. is because neither of those movies, like I grew, I didn't grow yeah, up on yeah, either yeah. of them. So he's done a ton of these movies that are sort of like loosely scripted or kind of not scripted at all, where they just sort of plot them out and turn on the camera and wow. see what happens. Oh, wow. Um, like uh, Waiting for Guffman. I don't know if you've ever seen. If you, you I, No, but I've heard of it. Okay, Waiting for Guffman. Um, what's the one? Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, the folk. Uh, it's a, it's about, oh, A Mighty Wind, about folk music. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a revival. But it's all like, yeah. So it's sort of like Spinal Tap, but about folk music. And, okay. And, and uh, Waiting for Guffman is like Spinal Tap, but about uh, theater. <laughs> he plays like, a specific role. Yeah, it's like, it, but he but he directs and And, and this is Spinal Tap, but. Yeah, it's, it's that Robin Hood sort of thing where it's like loosely scripted comedy, yeah. you know what I mean? And a lot of improv and that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, he is also, so he plays a count in this film, but in real life, he is actually a baron. He, oh is, a, he is a lord. Um, he is, he is 
I don't know if he's British American or American British. I don't know. His, okay, but he's a his lord. dad was the fourth Baron Hayden guest of sailing in Essex. Wow. In the peerage of the United Kingdom. And that sounds making so official. him the fifth Baron Hayden guest. And so wow. apparently he was active in British Parliament for a time. Oh, wow. Until oh. they en- enacted some law job, that Cal. said um, basically like um, something about you couldn't automatically do it just because you were hereditarily a Baron or whatever. Okay. <laughs> but like I, I had no idea about that and I've fought, you no. know, followed this guy for ever. Um, and there was a time also when Christopher Guest and Billy Crystal were both on Saturday Night Live together, as was, I believe, Michael McKeon and Harry Shearer, who were also the other two guys in Spinal Tap. They were all on Saturday Night Live <laughs> together for like one year or two years when... That's a group. Uh, yeah. The like original cast of Saturday Night Live kind of moved on, and they just brought in an all star cast for like one or two seasons, and that was the that was the the era that he was on. Did you know you can purchase like a square foot of land in Scotland and become a lord? No, I don't know any. That feels like the off. That feels like the Dollar Tree version of you know actually becoming a lord. You know sure, what I mean? Of course, but it's it's like I have to look into it, but it's something like you can purchase it, and then you can. Um, like on your passport, on your your ID, you can put Lord or Lady, whatever. Wow! Because you've purchased something. I, I guess does Lord how, just mean landowner, like like a landlord? He's lo- lording lording over that lording one over square that foot land, of land. Guess, Interesting. Okay. My favorite my favorite part about all of my research was stuff about Andre the Giant or Andre Rene Rusimov. Mm-hmm. Uh, every like okay, so he said he loved making this film. Uh, I I love this book. Uh, this kind of aspect about. Wednesday, the Netflix series as well, mm-hmm. because, uh, what's her name? I wrote down her name somewhere. I'm so sorry. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. Okay. She is six foot four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah, uh, this woman is, she plays like the headmistress yes. in Wednesday. Yes. She's, uh, oh, these roles, okay, yeah. these she's in Star Wars. She's count. Uh, uh I mean, she's, count, uh, uh, oh man. Phasma. 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 Yeah, Phasma. She's yeah, Phasma. Yeah. She is one of my all time favorites. I just want to, I want to have a conversation with her in person because I want to be like, you're a foot taller than me. Get ready to crank your neck up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm a fan of tall people. I'm just very short. <laughs> so I, he loved playing this role because no one looked at him differently. He said, and I love the same as Gwendolyn on uh, Wednesday. She said, this is the first time I've ever felt beautiful. I think is when mm-hmm. it, it was during Wednesday because she was like, everyone here is, it is sell The differences are celebrated. Mm-hmm. So he was like hailed as, you know, like super important and celebrated. But at the same time, he was like, I was able to blend into the crowd, which was super cool for him. So he yeah. loved that. Also on the other end, uh, he could drink is what yes. they said. The man oh, well, yeah. could yes. I, like, I was looking up different facts about the movie. And one of the headlines was Andre, the giant could really, really drink. Yes. That's what it said. Three bottles of cognac, cognac and 12 bottles of wine rep- reportedly made him just a little tipsy. Is that yeah. how he died? Was no, it no, alcohol poisoning? No, no. Giants typically like well, have so many health issues. And, yeah, mm. yeah. When the cast uh, would go out for dinner, Andre, who according to Robin Wright, ordered four appetizers and five entrees would drink out of a 40 ounce beer pitcher filled with a mix of liquors, a concoction he called the American. Yeah. The American. He is. Well, okay. So the role is ridiculous. It was also, that is not our option for what we're doing today. (laughs) No, no, we are drinking the American and see who dies first. Um, I would die in minutes. So the other two people, the other two uh, well-known 
people who could have reprised, not reprised the role, who who were out for the role was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm-hmm. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But once, by the time they made the movie, so Arnold Schwarzenegger was, was very- Was no not an option? I feel like he oh, would have been interesting. An I don't yeah. think he's so. The could only that other, that like, could be your recast. So that could be your recast. He's yeah. big, but I don't think he's tall. Yes, oh, yeah. so these are these are all like okay. big all around men. True, like true. over, got to be got to be a minimum of like six two. Yeah. I mean that that I is love that. that's, that's what, still not even tall. I that's, love that Kareem Abdul Jabbar was an option because there's like I don't. I mean, it, that, are, that movie's pretty white. The, it, there are no non-whites in this movie, yeah. I don't think. I mean, even really Manny cool. Patinkin plays a Spaniard, but he's white. That's right. unfortunate. Right. I always hate that, but here we are. I'm going to recast. Cool I'm going to recast. <laughs> um, but, okay, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, who- Wait, what were you about to say? I was about to cough. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, sorry, that was a terrible laugh. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> was, uh, he was out for it when they were originally trying to make it, and by the time they made it- uh-huh. uh, the the yeah. he he originally he wanted Andre the Giant first and foremost, right. but then he was like, let's try Arnold Schwarzenegger because Andre couldn't work on it. But when they made it, Arnold Schwarzenegger was too big of a too big star. of a star. Terminator they couldn't get him, out. and oh, then okay. and then they got Andre the Giant, who they yeah, wanted originally. He's perfect with the role. I love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. And he was at the point. Andre was at this point in his career where his body was really broken down. This yeah. was at the very end of his wrestling career. As I say, I knew he did something with wrestling. Yeah, he he. I mean, he's one of the most famous pro wrestlers of all mm-hmm. time, and he basically played a big part in making Hulk Hogan's career. And Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. is you know, like forever the face of pro wrestling now. Mm-hmm. But at the moment in uh in the 80s and it was right around this time when hulk hogan body slammed andre the giant that like was a huge thing and it was the most to this day the most watched wrestling thing in history oh man huge uh, event but um his body was so broken down that a lot of the stuff you see him doing in the movie, he couldn't really do. Like he couldn't oh, actually. Wow. Like that's even, why all those boulders look like they were styrofoam, yeah. which they probably were. And but. It, and like they couldn't they couldn't drop Robin right into his arms. They had to lower her mm-hmm. her with you yeah. know, stuff because he he actually couldn't. He could barely hold himself up. His back was so bad at this point. I hate that. So, Gosh. Yeah, and you can see well, he's kind of lumbering around. Yeah. He's not agile and, at any But you means. think it's because he's so big. Like, yeah. it's never like a, oh, poor guy. <laughs> even though now that I know that, now I feel bad for him. Yeah. But and, even when he's carrying around Wesley, yeah, uh-huh. you can tell he's he's helping him yeah. a mm-hmm. little bit. There's actually a movie. A, there's a movie called My Giant. I don't know if you've ever seen I've it. I've heard of it. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it's not in the movie. Uh, the giant is played by a guy named George Mirashan, who was a, who was a basketball player, but it's actually about Andre the giant. Hmm. Um, and it's starring Billy Crystal Ah, because they became really good friends. Mm -hmm. Billy Crystal and Andre the giant. Oh, that's awesome. Like really close friends. And so that's actually kind of a, uh, autobiographical ish. You know what I mean? Kind Mm -hmm. of a real life thing about their. When I was researching, I saw, I saw the image of that movie, I think. Oh yeah. I saw, I saw the, the cover, whatever it was, but I was like, that is interesting. Here's my, okay. Okay. Here's my last bit of uh, on Andre the giant. Uh, and this is, I know you're going to love this. So I'm, I'm excited about this for you, Whitney, (laughs) according to Carrie Elwes on the first day of filming the scene where Inigo Fezzik and the mostly dead Wesley are on the parapet uh, planning to storm the castle. Okay, mm-hmm, they're up okay. there. Um, Rob Reiner said, let's film the rehearsal and see what happens. So right after Fezzik, Andre the Giant, says the line, I guess not very long, Andre let out an incredible fart no. that lasted at least 16 seconds by one count. The noise of it was so, so loud (laughs) that it shook the plywood set of the parapet and made the sound engineer take off his headphones. 
During this described <laughs> symphony of, uh, I'm sorry, no, no, no. During this symphony Ellis, of flatulence, El- please say that. Ellis looked over at Andre and swears he saw steam rising from his head. After the described symphony of flatulence was over, <laughs> a stunned silence came over the entire area. Rob Reiner recovered from this and asked, Hey, Andre, you okay? To which Andre replied, I am now, boss. Oh my like, but gosh! But I want to see that they had to be recording, right? <laughs> no, they were, if they were, he said, "Let's record the let's record the rehearsal." So, oh man, that's got to be. Somewhere. Oh, I hope it's somewhere. I would, because now, like, yes, I love fart humor, but now on like Instagram, whatever, it's always fake. It's never real. Yeah. Uh huh. Sometimes I don't want to hear the real, but that I would love <laughs> I, to hear. I have the I have the I guess it's the thirtieth anniversary or whatever on maybe there's a digital. fart on there. Maybe there's maybe it's in there oh somewhere. Gosh. That would be amazing. Because you know Disney Plus probably doesn't have that extra. But no. <laughs> I would love I would love to see that. Yes. What were you about to? Well, my only thing was whenever we were looking at the recast and stuff like who to recast. Yeah. The Prince Humperdinck. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he was married to Susan Sarandon for a little while because his Chris Sarandon. So yeah. I was like. He has to know her. Oh, so they're not, I thought I always assumed he was her brother. Yeah, no, they were married for like 10 years or something. Oh, okay. And then divorced. And she, so she his last name. name. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought they were siblings. But uh, they, yeah, I've always yeah. thought they were siblings. No. Okay. Were his last name is Sarandon. Oh, yeah. Chris Sarandon, yeah. Oh, I didn't, I but didn't, I didn't who, realize. No one else that I, kn- I didn't know anybody else was Sarandon. Yeah. So I was nope. like, that has to be her has brother to be or Sarandon's something. But cool. yeah, they were married for a little okay. while. Okay, man, that's really interesting. Uh, all right, one more note from me, and then I think we can move on to the recast unless you got something else. I may have like one or two more. Okay. Um, in the novel's commentary, commentary, mm-hmm. uh, William Goldman writes that he added nothing to the original Morgenstern text. He did write one original scene, a loving reunion between Buttercup and Wesley, but he said his publisher objected to this addition. Now you got to keep in mind, none of this is real, right? Okay. He's, this is all him writing this into the book. So none of what you're about to, you know what I mean? None of, okay. none of what he's saying is real. It's part of the story. He invites any reader who wants to read the reunion scene to write to the publisher, formerly Harcourt Brace Jovanovich, now Random House, and request a copy. Many readers wrote into the publisher and did receive a letter, but instead of an extra scene, the letter detailed the, op- the uh, parentheses, obviously fictitious, legal problems that Goldwyn and his publishers encountered with the Morgan Stern estate and its lawyer, Kermit Shog. This letter was revised. Kermit the Shog. Yes. This letter was revised and updated periodically. The 1987 revision mentioned the movie, while the 25th anniversary edition published the letter with an addendum about Kermit's lawyer granddaughter Carly. The 30th anniversary edition has a footnote that the three pages of the reunion scene were now available online. However, the website itself contained nothing but the text of the original three letters. This website has since been taken down and superseded by the Houghton Mifflin Harcourt product page for the book, which provides the 2003 version of the reunion scene letter as a digital download. So this whole bit wow. of fakery just for, fakery. A, just for a little bit in the book. Yeah. Like just for a little footnote in the book. Oh, I love That's that. Just Go above so and much, beyond. But I love it. Yeah. Gosh. One, okay. One of the things that I loved when researching this was when Count Rugen hits Wesley over the head, Carrie Elwes mm. told Christopher Guest to just go ahead and hit him for real. Oh, Guest wow. hit Elwes hard enough. So in the scene, I'm pretty sure in yeah. the one that they used, he hit him hard enough to knock him unconscious, <gasps> lacerate the top of his head and production was shut down for the day while Elwes went to the oh hospital. Oh my God. I love that. Like when he's, he's holding a sword. Yeah. Yeah. So when, uh, oh Leonardo DiCaprio, I feel like your sword maker. Cause you what said is it? Hilt. Django Unchained. Is it Django Unchained? Django, yeah. I've never That's seen something. it. 
I, I don't yeah, want, I don't to want you to either. Uh, <laughs> there's a scene. Uh, but Leonardo DiCaprio smashes a glass or something and he yes. actually starts bleeding. I go, yes, you better use that scene. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Keep acting. Bleed all over yeah. it. Wow. That is what we need. So if you're actually going to knock somebody out, put that in the movie. And they mm-hmm. did. And I'm very excited about that. I think that's the only thing that like... I mean, other than the fact that Billy Crystal was so funny that everyone had to leave the set when he was at his scenes. Yeah. Like they were just like, we have to leave. Like I still go to blade. And I'm like, I didn't even know what that meant. I think Rob Reiner said, Rob Reiner said the only two injuries on the set were Kelly, Carrie Elwes when he, uh, when he, I don't know, whatever. Yes. Lacerated. And, and he said, and himself, Rob Reiner, uh, when he, he said my stomach would physically hurt from laughing. Oh, wow. No, literally, uh, um, um, at Mandy, the Miracle Mandy Max. Patinkin almost broke a rib. Oh my From gosh. Laughing? laughing yes. At that Miracle is a Max. dream. I mean, Miracle Max. Yeah. That, that I mean, is that a is, dream. That, so yes. That, did you say Mad Max? Yes. Oh, yes. Mad <laughs> Max. Completely different vibe. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's Those are the things that I just found the most and, interesting. You know, and think, at the end when he says, when she's like, you think it'll work? And he's like, it'll take a miracle. Yeah. Like just. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Like, I don't think I, I think I know, I knew him mostly I knew Miracle Max, Billy Crystal, mm. mostly from Monsters what is Inc. it? No, Mike. that's funny oh. though. City uh, Slickers. No, what is it? Uh, what is the one with? I'm name every movie. He's never. What is the one? The, who who plays Anastasia? Oh, Meg Ryan. Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. What is when it? When Harry met Sally? Harry Sally. That's what I was like. This man isn't funny. I don't know why. <laughs> and then I just like everything he plays in now. I'm like, good grief! I was mm. like, this. He is He's comedy incredible. genius. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's all. That's all I had. Like. That's all I had. Those are the last of the notes, but it's just such an interesting movie. I just, I loved every ounce of it. Absolutely. Just his accent. Sorry. I'll go ahead. I'm just thinking about, <laughs> he's like nearly dead and then all the way dead. Nearly just, mostly dead. Yeah. Mostly dead. mostly dead. Oh, I love it. All right. Let's get into the recast then. Do you guys need a break? Y'all I good? need to pee. Slide up to the snack bar. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's time for the recast. There we go. Let's talk about it. We're going to make this movie right now. Who are we putting in these major roles? Um, And in this role, in this movie, almost every role is major. I recast literally almost everyone in this film. Yeah. I would, I think if you hadn't told me that Rob texted us and he was like, Hey, I'm recasting everybody. I probably would have picked the, I don't know, top five. Okay. I recast grandpa grandson, Buttercup, yep. Wesley, yep. Humperdinck, mm-hmm. Count Rugen, mm-hmm. Vicini, Fezzik, Inigo, Miracle Max, and Valerie. Okay, good. I I thought you were also going to do the king and queen, which have minimal roles, no, just because no, no. you said everyone, so Sorry. I also recast them. Oh, that's Just funny. as typical Sorry. king and queen roles, though. I only recast three because I got overwhelmed. To be fair, I'll say I didn't actually recast Miracle Max and Valerie. I recast <gasps> them as, as Billy them. Crystal and Carol Kane. Oh, no, because they're still going. And now still they're like... Strong. Even better because they're like getting up in age. You know <laughs> so, what I mean? they, so like Carol less Kane's makeup. 70. Billy Crystal is, he's got to be 70. So like less perfect. makeup now. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Just uh, you recast still, them as themselves. How could you, I mean, how could you not? They were so perfect. You know what I mean? Like they're just great. Well, right. since you did not recast the king and queen and yes. they don't matter at all. I'm just going to, they matter. I mean, I know everyone matters. Uh, the queen is played by Anne Dyson. 
very small role. I just put Judy Dench because she's such a queen. Okay. It doesn't she matter. Is. Dame Judy Dench. And then the king, Willoughby Gray, uh, that she kissed me. Um, and I, just, I just started laughing alone right now to myself because when she just pours her heart out and he's like, that's nice. That's, that's nice. And he so I'm going to go kill myself. Wings. He's like, that's nice. She kissed me. Uh, the king played by Willoughby Gray. I put as Michael Gambon, who is uh, the second Dumbledore okay. that's after good. the first one passed. Oh, okay. He's the second Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. That's fun. All right. Uh, let's see. I, oh, but you also didn't do Miracle Max or Valerie. No, either. no, no. So who did you get? Okay, from? Miracle Max, Billy Crystal. I put Mike Myers. I didn't think anyone else could oh, really okay. tackle that role. And so he, Mike Mike oh. Myers is definitely, I was like, he can do something and, and he, he can do some voices. He, he's good and to he go. loves getting all made oh, up. Like, yeah. He's actually more comfortable in makeup than he is not. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so I thought Mike Myers could probably achieve that because Billy Crystal was hard for this. I was like, what do we great. do? And then uh, Valerie played by Carol Kane. I put Catherine O'Hara because I think she could make oh. a she can make Man. a great witch. Okay. okay. I, yeah. I only that. recast three people and they were two of them. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. I, I should have just, I should have, my bad. <clears throat> well, That's it would have right. been different. Like it would have been different. I would not recast them, but if I had to, it would have uh-huh. been a different it, For movie. sure. Yeah. But I put Steve Carell and Tina Fey because I thought they would do oh. well to be funny. They could You're play right. off of each other. It would be a little different, but. I love when Tina Fey gets real ugly. Like when she, like when she on 30 rock, sometimes she does terrible makeup. She has her unibrow. She has a mustache. She has like, not that I mean, unibrows and mustaches can be There's cool. There's an episode but, where she basically turns into the Joker. Like. <laughs> yes. She walks in front of the 4k screen. Whitney and I hate 4k. We oh hate gosh, it. We've really been watching, we've been watching I Ted mean, Lasso on 4k so and I just people, went, I, I know they don't look that I went, bad. These people are know? beautiful. I do not want to see every poor. Give mm. me the illusion of perfection. Just There's a little bit. Makeup that's like poreless and uh, then on here it's like every single pore and their face look like craters and i was like i know this is not I what it looks like so she walks in front of a 4k monitor i think yeah. on yeah, on 30 rock and you can see every hair and every mole <laughs> and it's awful i just uh, think they could so play yeah. off of each other really well oh yeah they'd know? be a great a great team for oh, yeah. sure it would just be like date night but way older sure like after they were oh yeah oh that's a great much. movie all right Okay. Then who's, who's your okay, last fine. place? Then. I'll do. I'll do. Uh, Paul Rudd and 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 Melissa McCarthy. Okay. All right. Fantastic. All right. Melissa McCarthy is a witch. Oh, that's okay. great. Uh, all right. Oh, she's about to be a witch. Yeah, she she's is. about in to a be a little mermaid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay. All right. So I'm just kind of. We'll go through these. Uh, let's see. Okay. So the grandson was hardest for me because young actors are just hard. It's so freaking hard. So Every week, I want to put Noah Jupe. Yeah, because yes. he's yeah. like, and he's eighteen. Yeah, it's he's oh eighteen. Oh my gosh! I, I just go. He's almost not a child anymore. Yeah, and no, uh, whatever. Yeah. So I found I found Tommy Finnegan. He's young. I don't know him from anything. I just literally went through list after list <laughs> of like child actors. I was going to look him up, but but you pro- don't know him from anything. The problem is you you look at like okay, chi- child actors under age ten, right? And that's mm-hmm. great, but it's from twenty seventeen, right? The right. list. It's and so always like, from twenty seventeen. Now they're all sixteen. Yeah. Well, that no, I need an eight year old. You know, yes. whatever. So. Tommy Finnegan was my choice. Who'd you do for grandson? I uh, I gender bent this one. Still, okay. I'm pretty sure she's easily done. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is an easy. Like I tried to gender bend. I gender bent a few roles that I'm like that doesn't necessarily matter. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's granddaughter grandson. Uh, I did Bella Ramsey, who is lead right now of. Uh, well, she's one of the co leads of The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. So she's young enough. I still think she uh, might be over 18. I just go. You could. Do where it. are the child actors? Yeah. Like when we were young. <laughs> you where could are do they? I know we had so many. You could do um, the girl that played in Obi Wan. She played Little Leia. Oh my gosh! I always oh. forget her. Yeah, she is good. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I could have done that. Yeah, I'm probably just going to recast her every child actor yep. from now on. I'll be like, that. it'll be fine. So I chose Bella Ramsey. I was like, 
like she can look young. She mm-hmm. can whatever. So speaking that, of, I did have one casting note that I wanted to bring in here. You mentioned Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was, mm-hmm. you know, considered for Fezzik. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for uh, Buttercup and Wesley, they originally considered. Now, I assume one of these, it was in an earlier version. They might have, might you know, we talked about this, went through multiple development stages. So these might have both been for earlier stages. But uh, originally they considered Christopher Reeve for um for Wesley, who was oh. Superman, the original mm-hmm. Superman, mm-hmm. and Carrie Fisher for Buttercup. Yes, oh, I saw that they considered okay. Carrie Fisher. And I, listen, Different I think movie. Carrie Fisher, very pretty. But I go, I don't, they're, like people were obsessed with her like during yeah. this time period. And I go, I don't 100% see it. I Very pretty. But I just go, she. I don't think she really could have played the role as well as Robin Wright. Christopher right. Reeve would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. He would have been incredible. I love that dude so much. RIP. Uh, all right. Grandpa was originally Peter Falk. Uh, we mentioned, uh, you know, famous as Columbo. Um, I mean, far and away, that's his most. I assume I'm not going to know this person, so, so I'm ready to. <gasps> you don't know Peter don't know Falk? Columbo? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I'm, oh, I'm oh, his recast. No, so you're going to know. You're okay. going to know mine. I recast Vigo Mortensen. Oh, I love Vigo. I love Vigo so much. He's the man I wish I was. He's one of those oh. that's like, um, who's the guy that plays Carl on uh, Rick The Walking Grimes. Dead? You're talking about Rick Grimes. They play American parts. Well, not American. They speak like with no accent. American English. And they're very like gruff and manly. Yeah. And then when they speak in their real voices, it's yes. so you don't not like effeminate, it. but it's very, no, I still very like Vigo. It's much different. less like traditionally. Masculine. I still like yes. Vigo Mortensen can like still coral to like, he can oh. still get it yeah. with Just, his, with his British accent. He's still got it. I now Rick Grimes. I forget what his name is for. Oh, Andrew Lincoln. I, he loses about 85% of his appeal mm-hmm. as soon as he starts speaking Sadly, in his yes. native tongue. Really? His yeah, native. absolutely. Okay. He's like, well, when you uh, see him in that character, that's what yeah. you expect. He's actually, he's very, he's very specific <laughs> with no, his but accent, Vigo but I just go, really good. you lost all of it. But it's like, I, I do think about that as an extra sort of layer of acting. When mm-hmm. you go, not only am I going to, like in Vigo Mortensen's case, I'm going to speak with like a British accent, yeah. but also people who will change the, the, the depth of their voice or whatever for a yeah. role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like change the literal, especially depth. if you're doing that for seasons at a time, Andrew Lincoln yeah. did it for nine seasons. Yeah. Well, and Vigo did it for four million hours. But I love, I love movie, four million you know? hours. I love it. I love it. There's this one thing on uh walking Actually, dead. Is he British? Who? No, Vigo's no Vigo. Oh, is, okay. It's just the tone. Okay, it's, it's I, yeah, it's the yeah, tone yeah. in which I don't even think he speaks with a British accent when he is on Lord of the Rings, but no, he no, does. He does. Oh, oh he does? does. It's more of like an Irish. It's, it's like, like a, it's like an, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's like accents. my grandparents were British he, and now I'm over here in America and I have a little <laughs> bit of an accent because they've spoken to me yeah, like that. He gives, you know, you have a stout heart, little hobbit. He's you know so, yes. he's so, sometimes when people speak so eloquently, I go, is that a British accent? Right. I just can't, I can't now, comprehend it. I do feel it. like Lord of the Rings would be a good one for that movie because there's, so, I mean, for that game. Yeah, uh, what are you talking there's about? There's so many lines. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. It depends. Like well, if you've obsessively watched it, that's like true. everyone from our generation, then you has, get it. Then like, well, all right, no. that's true. then you get it. Yeah. Okay, okay. so, so oh, what'd you do? I, for <laughs> mine, I'm not super proud of this, but I also think I'd have this man read me a book. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> I just go. Okay. I think Jeff Bridges could read me a book, and I'd be like, "Come on, Papa. Oh do yeah, it, do it. Pro, uh, I really like do that. it better. Jeff yes. Bridges. Okay, yeah. that's great. All right, uh, just going down the line. Princess Buttercup, originally played by Robin Wright Penn. I recast her as Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, oh that could work. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sure I you. I love Millie Bobby Brown. 
But I think she's a great princess. I think she mm-hmm. annoys me. Okay. I think she I know you're me. listening, Millie. Don't worry, it's not you. Uh, Enola Holmes annoys me. Yes, oh, I think that's I the main Enola one. Holmes. Now here's the. I love Enola Holmes. I love that. I love the whole movie. Um, that's two movies. Uh, I love it. But every once in a while, I go. That annoys me. Mm. Every aspect about her character. So yes, but I, I get it. I get it with this one. I went with Saoirse Ronan. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Of course. Yes. She has the same. I feel like she has the same kind of look. Um, Millie Bobby Brown reminds work. me of um, Kira Knightley, like a young Kira Knightley. Okay. Sure. Just in looks. Yeah. And Every once in a while, Kira Knightley with her young things got on my nerves, <laughs> like bend it like Beckham or something. I was like, this right. isn't for me. I never saw that movie. That's surprising. That's your type yeah. of movie. Did you see it, Zeke? Did you uh, surely at some point, but I've forgotten everything wow. about it. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see. Wesley slash the Dread Pirate Roberts. Carrie Elwes originally played. Um, I stuck with Stranger Things. I went with Joe Keery. Uh, uh, we play Steve Harrington on Stranger Things. He could, right? yeah, he would be really good. I actually did recast this one. Oh man, that I would went, be so good. That's, I, I was really proud of that. He, one. he would be good for the con. Like he would, yeah, he would do that really well. I don't know about the comedy part, but I. D- I went for the beauty aspect of it okay, yeah. and with I, Timothy I did Chalamet. Too. Timothy, okay. Because he There's looks a, like wow. just a baby face. Except for on the first, one of the first scenes, um, Wesley has a five o'clock shadow and he's supposed to look like the farm boy, but mm-hmm. he, you can see it. And I was like, just a, just a quick shave. Chalamet could never. You know, he could. Oh, yeah, could no, never. No. That, that chin may never grow hair. Right. Uh, Chalamet. I went with Will Poulter uh, for, because he's played some funny roles. Like he's, until before he got hot, he was, I mean, I don't even know who you're talking about. He looks like, I'm going to show you, but he looks like he could have easily played in his youth. He could have played, uh, Sid off of toy story. Oh, Uh, but this is, this is what he used to look like. This is what he used to look like. This is what he looks like now. Yeah. So he could, he had a substantial glow up. Cause I think he's about to play a Marvel character. Is that right? Yes. He's going to play. I won't give it away, but yeah. Okay. That's fine. Don't give it away. But he had a substantial glow up and I think he could do this well because he's got, he's got the looks and he's got the, the funny chops. If Harry Styles had a little bit more acting. Well, I've not seen him really act, but he could do it. Pretty good. I'm just thinking of like baby face people. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That could still do. I also went with like, I typically don't do this. I like to change up the look mm-hmm. and just go straight on the acting. But for this one, for both of the roles of Buttercup and Wesley, I went with people that looked like them, like blonde, yeah, like blue just, eyed yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did, I did try to stick close to the guns on that one. It's pretty solid. All right. I like it. We're doing good so far, gang. Uh, Prince Humperdinck, originally Chris Sarandon. This was kind of... I've this was never, the hardest one for me, but this I'm proud. the hardest one for me too because he is the one person in this movie that I feel like is kind of a... Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. his character doesn't do anything for me. Yep. I mean... Which I think it's no, supposed to be that I think, way. I think Sarandon's performance as his character doesn't do anything okay, for yeah. me. Okay, yeah. Right? Okay. It's not memorable performance-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't... <laughs> that's that's part of the reason I chose who I chose. I think he might have been a miss as casting. Mm. Um but I wanted somebody now I do find him unlikable, which is, I guess is part of the point. So maybe that's it. But I use a guy that I've, I've gone with before who I think is good at being sort of, um, stately and upright and, and, and whatever, but can be unlikable pretty easily. And that's Patrick Wilson. Um, he was, he played Orm in Aquaman. He was in Watchmen. Uh He was in the movie version of Phantom of the Opera. Um, I'm looking it up because I just, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Alamo. Oh yeah, super unlikable, but like in a nice way. Yeah, he can like, yeah, you, he's one of those guys that you can just look at and go, there's something about you I don't like. 
Yeah. It's the thin lips. It's not immediately present, but you can see it. He's a thin-lipped creep. I mean that with so much respect. Good for you, Patrick Wilson. You're famous and rich. Respectfully. Yeah. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. It's like, it's just like, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Good looking guy, but you just go, I'm not going to trust him. There's something dark in there. Respectfully. You are a hippopotamic landmass. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. I, for count Rugen. No, no. I, oh, uh, no, Prince, sorry. Prince Humperdinck. I'm sorry. Humperdinck. I, I read the wrong line for Prince Humperdinck. Excuse me, everyone. I thought who is attractive enough but you would still leave all wealth and nobility <laughs> to be with a farm boy for okay. <laughs> I chose. Wait, what? You would leave all wealth and nobility yeah, to be with like a you're farm like, boy? To yes, be with a farm would, boy instead like, of this person. He's still attractive. Oh, oh. He's clearly... I was like, <coughs> you're really been in a, a different no, kind no. of way. No, he's... Okay, so he's an attractive... He's attractive. He is a prince. He's whatever. All of these things. And you're still going to leave him. Well, well, yeah, for love. But for someone who's just much better. I chose Mark Wahlberg because no one bores me <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> no, if I see him in a movie, I go... Good Lord, this better be a fantastic. There's like two or three movies where I go, okay, that's good. But everything else I go, if I want to be bored, I'm going to listen to Mark Wahlberg. Man, that's so funny. So all I, I chose can hear, him. All I can hear is his accent. Like, <laughs> they, I, I would have liked it if they cast him and just said, go full Boston. Just be full. Full Boston. <laughs> and that's Gosh. it. Just yes. himself. So he, that's a, like, again, I don't think it would have been a great casting decision, but it would have done all the things that I needed it to do, which that's make me not like you and be bored enough that I leave all nobility and wealth <laughs> to get someone else. That's great. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on to Count Tyrone Rugen. Yep. They say his first name one one time so casually. Tyrone. Whitney was like, who is Tyrone? (laughs) Slash uh, the six-fingered man. Originally played by Christopher Guest. Uh, Let's go you first this time. I chose another Christopher. Okay. Okay. Christoph Waltz. Oh, I think he would do the bad guy. I think he would do the bad guy. You're not, you're going to know exactly who he oh, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the bad guy in every movie he's ever yeah. played. I in, don't think I've ever seen him play a good person. Bond movies. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. He's oh, yeah. Fan, He's fantastic. He has oh. one of those, like if you do impersonations, you have to have a Christoph Waltz mm. impersonation. Like just, I don't know. That's what I've seen recently. Oh, I really love good. him. Love him as an actor. feel like he can play a bad guy who is also just a dweeb. Very, very well. You know who but could also smug. Yeah, like, yeah. He thinks he's right. He thinks think he's of, the best. Um, Jamie Tart. Smug. Ja- smug. Smug. I, I just thought of somebody that could play it, and I don't know what his name is, but he's always a bad guy. He's uh, Moriarty on uh, oh. that guy. On the new Sherlock. Oh, well, oh, not Andrew, the new Sherlock. Uh, Andrew. Um, oh, I my got word. It. I can't. Plays. Uh, yeah. Andrew Scott. There you go. Andrew Scott. He, Cause he's always a bad guy. <sighs> I actually just watched him in the movie birdie or hell. Hello. I'm birdie or something like that. Uh-huh. It's got the girl from oh my gosh. the last of us. And I love him. Okay. He's kind of a good slash bad guy. He's uh, good, but him, him as Moriarty is, is perfection. It's, it's oh my so God. Good. It's one of my all time. It's one favorite. of the best so roles good. I've ever seen. Yeah. He is like, he plays that role so well that it's almost ruined anything else I see him in. Yes. I go, he better be trying to kill somebody. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, right. I don't care if he's the good guy. He better kill someone by the end of this movie. He is. Him he's fantastic. Or the guy from, um, he was on Charlie's angels. Y'all aren't going to remember it from that. No, I hate, but he hate was the bad guy in Charlie's angels with, um, what's her name? Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I don't know. You know I've never know? seen those. I don't know. No, I, I don't mean, care. they're not I don't like think classes. it's worth. I, I don't didn't care about the TV show. I don't care about the movies. 
I'm so mad. The only okay, thing I want to watch that Drew Barrymore in is in is in Ever After, Ever After. which fits <laughs> to this, you know, episode specifically. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't find it. So. Okay. It doesn't right. matter. <laughs> Sounds um, good. All right. Uh, is, do we only have one more? No, no, no. No, we, we have, have two more. more. Oh, no. oh yeah, three. More. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, for for uh, Count Rugen, I went with Jude Law. I thought, all right, same, that sort of smug, okay. you'd be good mm-hmm. at that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yes. Um, and he's old enough now. Oh, could, yeah. You know, because he has to be old enough. He has to be older than Inigo. Yes. By right. 20 because years. He, yeah, because he's, well, at he's least. supposed to be. Years. Well, yeah. I mean, from, in, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And, and of course, all this can be done with, you know, makeup and beards and, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, but Jude Law is, you know, old enough now, I feel like he could do it. I think yeah. he, he would do a great job. All right, moving on to <laughs> Fezzik. Uh, let's go. Fezzik. Fezzik originally Andre the Giant, a.k.a. Andre Rene Rusimov. Um, I recast. Well, go ahead. You go first. You go first. Okay. I. This is a gender bent one. Okay. The oh. only girl that ever makes sense for this. Right, right. It is Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. Who, who played the headmistress in Wednesday. She is absolutely fantastic. I think now it would have changed the vibe a little bit for sure. But I think having a woman in the brute strength yes. role is something I would like to see. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I did it as Gwendolyn Christie. She is far. I mean, Andre the giant fantastic mm-hmm. not the prettiest man it would definitely yeah. be a change of pace mm-hmm. but i think it'd be really cool to have a six foot i think she's two six foot four six foot it's six foot six four, four. Yeah. six four because she is 11 inches taller than me so <laughs> she is yeah i think she'd make a great physic okay that's yeah i Fis- like that physica i don't know physica physica no, that's a virus i'm pretty sure uh <laughs> but i think she could i think she could do it well i think she could do it well and she'd probably like i would want her to be so classy like like play the role that she normally plays with mm-hmm. that beautiful british accent mm-hmm. and then just be the but same thing brute strength the brute squad yes mm-hmm. i would yeah. love it okay. i'd absolutely yes, love i am it. The, or i'm on the brute squad yeah. You are the brute <laughs> you are the brute, squad. Are the brute squad. I would love it. All right. Uh, well, I went for me. There was only one choice. Okay. Um, because this guy's career has been so tied to and compared to Andre the Giant. I went with another pro wrestler. His name is Paul White. Um, if you know him as a pro wrestler, and that's W I G H T. Okay. Um, if you know him, just look up the Big Show, and you'll know him when you see him. He's been in movies. He's done acting. His original. Mm-hmm. His original gimmick. Ooh, it's a big he, boy. Yeah. He is a large, large man. I mean, he's legit seven feet tall. Um, oh, good grief! So, like, he's he's equally as big as Andre the Giant, and he's taking like, worry, dad gym selfies. I, I love worry that for yes. his back. When yeah. I hear people that tall and then doing something like pro wrestling, mm-hmm. I'm like, what, like why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah. Yes. Look at that selfie. He totally does. Yes, yeah. that's my favorite. Selfies. He just looks like a good old guy. His you original know? boy. His original gimmick when he broke through in pro wrestling was that he was Andre the Giant's son. Like his okay. original character was just called the giant. He wore a black singlet like Andre the Giant. Okay. And that was like originally like a basic. Was his singlet did it only have one? Uh I think his did, did that. Yeah. I okay. think his only had one. I remember that then. Yeah. Um I'm trying to yeah, I'm pretty sure when he first started, yes. And then later he went to WWE, became the big show, and that's been his like Hall of Fame sort of mm. arc, you know, of his career. But anyway, he he would be and he's done acting. He's a really funny guy. He actually had his own show on Netflix for a while. Okay. Mm. Um and uh, like a like a sitcom. He had a sitcom on Netflix. Oh wow. Um so anyway, he can act. He'd be he'd be perfect. He if was, we were in and out of time, I would have chosen Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Okay, okay yeah. good. All right. Yeah. But. Shorter giant. Yeah. Shorter. Yeah. I don't know how tall. Actually, yeah. He just well, seems. We've yeah. got this. We've but got I the feel like, I feel like he's like six foot. Like just, yeah, oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, okay. Well, but, if you could, I feel like if you could play the Hulk, then you can. No. Like, Lou Ferrigno is six five. 
Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, he never he mind. Is six foot five. Still now that's not as, yeah. it's still not as great because uh, Andre was Andre. over seven Andre feet. Was seven right? feet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's still you're off by seven inches, yeah. but still, that's still working. Yeah. Like I heard that they uh, that um, oh gosh, I'm losing it. Liam Neeson auditioned for the role, but they rejected him because he was only six four, which is so, just like, they were really going. Liam for Neeson a is six person. four. Yeah. I don't know why it is less. I'm thinking of a guy that's six four, and I'm like that is huge. But I think of Gwendolyn Christie is six four, and I just go that's a tall woman. But I. I'm she like, I need to think weird. like in Wednesday, she had heels, full heels, oh, which yeah. I go, if you are that tall, you better well, wear yeah. the yeah. clunkiest yeah. platforms into go yes. into it. Yeah. That's like, I don't know. I love it. All right. Uh, Vicini Wallace, Sean, oh, man. um, I went with, I'm pleased with mine. For okay. This one. I actually went with a non actor, but somebody with somebody that we know <laughs> what? So a, a few people listening are going to get this joke. Oh, um, but I, when I see Wallace, Sean and I hear him speak, I think only one person could fill those shoes and put that, put that same thing in it. And it's Dean Sykes. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow, yeah. Give me Dean Sykes as okay. Vicini. look up evangelist. Is it no, just traveling called. preacher Dean Sykes? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You might not even get that from his videos. You got to watch him. You got to watch him talk. You yeah. got to watch him talk. When I, he's really like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Give me Dean so Sykes. There's going to be like three people who get that. <laughs> I know. Whoever the three of you are who just laughed at that. That's great. The rest of you go look it up. Yes. I, I recast as someone who was equally as equal, like Wallace Shawn as equal as it could get to that as sporadic and just just crazy. <laughs> and that is Kevin Hart. Oh, that would be good. So I was like, wow. what are you talking about? He would just go crazy and die very uh, elaborately. And I think it'd be great. I think Kevin Hart would play this role really well. I and he's so small. That. And he's small. And oh, yeah. him, him next to Gwendolyn Christie, like oh, berating yes. her, like pointing yeah. up at her. Because he's 5'2", I think. He's he's, a a good, he's, a, he's smaller than me. Yeah. And he is like, him pointing up at her, I would be like, <laughs> that yes, be that is This just came to me it. too. I That's think great. that gender bent Aubrey Plaza would be good. Because oh. she could be a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> like the yeah. crazy. Like make you yeah. think you're stupid, you know? Yeah. She also would have played a great Valerie. Aubrey Plaza oh, would have yeah. been, she I'm not a witch, her. I'm your wife. Yeah. She yeah, would have, yeah. she could have leaned into that. Because yeah. I think she might actually be a That's witch. Right. That's great. That's good. Oh, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, Inigo Montoya, such a oh. crucial Did you save role. this because you love, you love his role so I, much? I do. I love his role I love and his I role. love my choice. I felt like my choice too. was the only choice. So oh. let's see. I'm interested to see if oh, we wow. both pick the same person. Did you do I, Inigo? I did not do one. Okay. I did Inigo. I did Inigo Montoya. He is so big right now. Yeah. This actor. I know. Same guy. Okay. Same guy. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. He would have been perfect. He's funny enough. Like he's super funny and oh, all yeah. that. Like all of, you know, he has the chops for it based on like some of the roles he's played, even though, but he has the seriousness mm -hmm. of an ego oh, yeah. and, yeah. and his, yes. so I'm so glad we both went yep. with Pedro. I, I can't love see him, him fencing. You know, he's, no. the, he's the Mandalorian. I mean, he's yes. fantastic. You know what but I thought I about the other day? like a bulky, like fighter than a, mm. than a we watched fencer. Mandalorian last night and I was talking to Whitney and I said, what are the chances that he just voices over this? Right. And he doesn't actually play. Cause if he doesn't he's on have a set to somewhere else. He doesn't have to, if he's like, just send me the lines and I'll go over it because guaranteed they can find an actor that just kind of no. looks like him. No, but he does be, the whole he, thing. You know, he's all about like the physical performance. Sure. Oh, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know what I mean? I think he'd be great. Every once in a while I'm like, if it's an off week though, you know, he's just recording One those thing, lines. Now that I'm remembering about the fencing scene, I laughed so hard and I forget where it's at, but 
Wesley like does a move and then um Anigo literally just goes and he straightens does. out. Like he he looks, oh, it's great. Like, it looks like a dance move. Yes, it's perfect. Oh man. Just, I'm so I glad we both so chose him. Yeah. Like a span like I was I I tried to look. I was like, I, I want an actual Spaniard. Uh and when I was looking up, I was like, it has to be. It I think what's his name would have been good too. Um he's always with Pedro. He does Oscar uh, Isaac. Yes. He could have been yeah, a good one. I feel like they're best friends. He would have been my second yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, now you would have to go. Pedro Pascal is too old mm-hmm. for him to like storyline wise. Mm-hmm. Inigo is 21 in the movie. Like his, oh, his okay. character. Oh yeah. His dad got killed. But when he was I chose 11, Christoph oh, Waltz. Okay. I chose Christoph Waltz who is like in his. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but no. I'm saying if it's, if it you're going to Pedro worked. Pascal, it's going to have to be at least 30 years. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be, I've been chasing mm-hmm. this guy oh, yeah. for 30 years, yeah. which only makes it more intense. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's no yeah, problem. For sure. Um, but he's just, he's too old to play 21. I'm so glad you know we both I mean? chose him. Yeah. He's so great. He's I, for me, I think he's like the only choice. I mean, he, it, well, he, I'm sure you could pick somebody else, but the perfect choice. Yeah. I almost else. went with Oscar Isaac and then I was like, no, I was like, I don't think he's as funny as Pedro Pascal he's or I don't think he plays roles it. as funny. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought it was great. All right. Yeah. I think that's it. Did you do anybody else? You did the King and Queen. You did Valerie and Matt. Yeah, I got them all. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our recast. Please let us know if you're watching who you think we nailed, who you think we missed, who you would recast uh, mm-hmm. in this, in this movie. Um, and uh, if you have access to a database of child actors, just please, please know. With that pictures. sounds so weird. <laughs> with pictures every week I go, I can't Google this. Yeah. No, actors, actresses under Google 10. Yeah. I just go, I can't, I don't mm-hmm. like this. If yeah. you do, if you do, please inform us yeah. because the only ones we have right now are, are Noah, Noah Jupe and little, little Leia and yes. little, little That's Leia it. on which, which show is it? It's not Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. It's Obi-Wan. Yeah, so yeah, those yeah. are our two child actors. Or if we just went back in time with yeah. Abigail Breslin and she could play absolutely everything. We're about to have to like pay for a VPN so that we can just do these Google searches and not feel like we're going to get investigated. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate, I just went, I don't want this to be on my search history. I don't yeah. like this. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Now we're going to get to a classic recipe here. It's not, I'll go ahead and tell you, it's going to be light on recipe this week and we're just on experience. Yeah. Uh, But we're going to go make a mutton mutton lettuce and tomato sandwich, uh, which is our way this week to honor the Princess Bride uh, and and the food that made it tasty. Uh, So we'll be back with you guys in just a minute and we'll see uh, what, we'll see, uh, you know, what kind of uh, sandwich makers we can be. Let's do it. MLT. Let's do it. Slide up to the snack bar. Recipe time, gang. <coughs> if you're watching on video, we have not been partying with Willie Nelson. Um, we got a little and Snoop Dogg. We got got a little smoke going on in the room. Just a natural byproduct of some of the delicious mutton we fried up. Um, yep. So we've got a couple ways here. We did some. Um, so it turns out in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mutton itself is kind of hard to come by. Yes. So we got some lamb um, done in a sort of salami style, right? Right. Deli deli style. But mutton itself, it turns out, is like adult sheep. So if you think of beef as being, you know, uh, meat from adult cows and veal from being young cows, it's the same way. Mutton is adult sheep. uh, Lamb is actually young sheep. So same meat. We ended up going with lamb because it's what we could find. But uh, we've done it in a couple ways. We've done it just like straight up, 
just sliced and on our kind of like raw. So, well, not raw, but like, yeah, but like non-fried you know. salami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we fried some up, like you would do a fried bologna. Mm. You know that kind of thing. Love a good fried bologna sandwich. So we've made ourselves uh, mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches here. With a little added mayonnaise, I know, on my side. Did everybody mm-hmm. do mayonnaise? Yeah. Uh, yes, we all did mayo. We all did a little bit of mayo because it could be a drier, you know, sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did y'all do mustard as well? Mm-hmm. I did horseradish mustard. Mm-hmm. Whitney did regular, regular yellow mustard. mustard. Okay. All right. I've got it. The first time I tried, I want to just try it straight and Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Like Although you would a BLT. I, yeah, like I would a BLT. And we did toasted rye for the mm-hmm. bread because we felt like great. Uh, Miracle Max and Valerie would have probably gone with rye bread. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their characters... Seem very like the kind of characters who would go rye bread. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I guess let's dig into it. Here's our first taste. Are we going to do the fried one first or the regular one? I was going to do regular first. Okay, let's go regular. I, mine up. got cut diagonally, so I don't know what I'm tasting here. <laughs> Just go for the non, you'll see what's fried. Okay. All right. I'll try. Okay. It. First bite. Not too much sound wise on this, I don't imagine. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. It's rosemary lamb, mm-hmm. mm. so it's got a little. That's really nice. It's got a little flavor to it. I do. I have not done the fried yet, but okay. just plain is plain is pretty good, which is surprising. Oh yeah, the flavor hits kind of late. I feel like. Yeah, it's later. It's kind of a latent flavor. I'm just now getting it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. I'm deciding. Okay. I'm deciding if I love it. Let's see. I'm about it. It is like. It tastes like a salami sandwich, a little bit heavier on the rosemary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think I've ever eaten a salami sandwich. Rosemary? Is it the rosemary that's throwing you off or the texture? No, the texture I'm good with because it's the same texture you would get in like gyro meat, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about that for sure. Mm. I don't know that I love the taste. Mm. You got you got a hunk of lamb. Uh, like that's a fat big? piece. I, gotta, I, gotta, I just spit. That is a fat piece of lamb. Well, like I think it's fine. I'll eat it, and I'll. But I, I don't know that I would like. You're not gonna go buy it. Yeah, if BLT is the standard, you know, which I realize, like, if you're kosher, BLT is not the standard, right? If you're, right. if you're, you know, um, but yeah, I don't think I would. I think I would go with like a corned beef or something. If and I it's was, a good oh, deal, yeah. more expensive. I think for yeah, what made us three sandwiches could have made maybe four or five. <laughs> yeah. it was fifteen bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. for lamb. Yeah, so I, you know. I want to, so I just already downed my uh, just cut side, my cold wow. cuts. I'm going into the. You do that with anything. I do. Side. I do that with anything. I really liked it. It just tasted like, to me, you could have told me that was salami and I would have believed you. Mm. You know what I mean? As a salami connoisseur, I don't think I would have. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't salami? eat a lot of salami though. So that's like, yeah, that's like my take on Batman movies versus your take <laughs> on Batman movies. You will have a more, yeah. you will have a more yeah, detailed palate. like a. Something in the back of my throat where I go, I'm not fully enjoying this. Yeah. I think I'm going to doctor mine up with a little of that horseradish mustard here in mm-hmm. a second and finish mm-hmm. it up. Maybe that's why I like it. Fried is where it's at, though. Oh, yeah. I do like the texture, a little crispiness of the fried. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's where it's at. Yeah. Now, it cost us some lung capacity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, overall. yeah, we're overall, coughing. I think if you're, if you're good. Mm. <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> All right. If you're good with the flavor of the lamb itself. Which is different, you know, we had lamb when we did Prince of Egypt, mm-hmm. right? We had some lamb. I don't recall this taste. Mm-mm. So I wonder if this is A, the rosemary, mm-hmm. or I feel like it B, might be. something about the process mm-hmm. of, it's not cured, um, but something about the process of, of getting it in this form, 
I don't know. It's definitely the combination of both, I think. Yeah. So how about it? <laughs> Zeke's good. Zeke will finish everybody's sandwich. Yeah, he'll talk. I will. This is great. So next next time we do this, I'll probably opt for like pastrami or uh, corned beef. Oh. Yeah. Right. I, okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think it's fantastic and I'm glad I'm getting to try it. But I would not go out of my way to make this again. Yeah. Okay. I think it's fantastic. Like if someone placed this in front of me at a restaurant here, I don't care. Someone made it for me. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm good. I'm going to eat the whole thing for sure. Maybe the leftovers, what Whitney doesn't want. But I am not going to go out of my way to make it again. Sure. Now, if we had like, here's the thing. If we had fried up like gyro meat mm-hmm. kind of thing, like, like, so if we performed this as like mutton, lettuce, tomato, like mutton, gyro shaved, yeah. it's been cooked and seasoned. But I gyro think, meat is typically lamb too. Right. Yeah. So, right. So if we had some older <laughs> lamb, more aged lamb, uh, and it was done Sheep. like, exactly. <laughs> if, and it was done like gyro meat. I think that's the. I think that's yeah, the go-to. Gyros, I'm all for. Yeah. Love oh, gyros. Yeah. So it must not be the taste of the actual meat itself. It must be something maybe about this particular texture, like whatever, or and the, the horseradishes. Yeah, that's it's what very I'm, good. That's what I'm fixing to do to get mine through because yeah, put horseradish on Here, just about anything. You want to try a crunchy? We have okay. Just, just the fried meat. Just lamb bits. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm, that Let's sounds see awful. How that goes. All right. They cupped up like old world pepperoni. Yeah. Yes. And, oh, like a crunch. Mm-hmm. Right, a little the crunch crispiness. helps, but the taste is still there. I like it way less than what? the sandwich. Okay. Yeah. You don't like it I on see own. Now I see the taste you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It with the lettuce and tomato, awesome. It kind of like it would, my palate may not be as uh, precise, but I was like, yeah, I could take, this is almost like a BLT. Is what the sandwich tastes like to me. But this, I go, there's some earth in there. Yeah. The earthy flavor. I now think that, it's the herbs. Now that I have a little more, I'm getting a little more used to it. And so I think it would be mm-hmm. fine. But the first taste was not what I was expecting or hoping for. But or if something. you have to get used to a deli meat. Well. You know. However, the sandwich as a whole. I'm finishing this thing off. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Um, easy recipe today. Mm-hmm. Cook up some meat. If you want to or not, just slap it on there. A little lettuce, little tomato. We went with beef steak tomatoes, if anybody's wondering. Beef mm-hmm. steak tomatoes. Because they're big enough to kind of cover the whole piece of bread. Mm-hmm. And uh, toasted rye. Un- unseeded. No, no seeds in the rye for us. I know that's an option. I don't know if it's a debate, but it's an option. And, uh, man. Easy peasy. So, yeah. one, out, one out of ten. Where are you on the, on the mutton, lettuce, and tomato? This is going to sound like I didn't like Sounds it. Sounds bad. I was going to say five. That's exactly five. what I was going to say. Okay. Very edible. I would eat it if it was put in front of me. I'm not going to go out of my way to make it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, no, that's five. Five is fair. I'm, but a happy five. It's not like a, ooh, I expected <laughs> great things. and Because a sad five, you're like, I'm not eating there. It's like a two and a half star <laughs> yeah. hotel. It's worth a try if you like Euro type meat. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's similar, but not exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But we do need to find an excuse to do Euros. Oh yes, my we gosh. Do. We need to find a. Let's do my big fat Greek wedding. There and we'll you go. We'll just make euros. So oh, then make lamb again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, when we do yeah, big we'll fat do Greek wedding. So uh, if you would like to sponsor us to be able to afford more lamb, <laughs> yes. You can go to patreon.com slash cinema snack bar and you can be a part of supporting the show there. You'll get digital goodies from Zeke. You'll get early release. You'll get bonus material um, and uh, stuff you won't find anywhere else, only at patreon.com slash cinema snack bar. That's P A T R E O N. Dot com slash cinema snack bar. If you've listened 
to this point in the show, thank you so much. Um, and thank you're the you. kind of person who will end up on Patreon. Like if you're listening this deep in the show, then you're probably the kind of person who will go, Hey, you know, I might give these guys a couple, couple bucks a month to help them <laughs> afford some lamb. So thank you to everybody who's listening. Uh, be sure and follow along on Instagram at cinema snack bar. And, uh, yeah, thank you. However you're consuming the show. If you're watching on video, if you're listening on audio, we so appreciate having you with us. Keep consuming us. Keep consuming. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a fortnight, a mere <laughs> fortnight, uh, with another Zeke pick. Our next round yes. of uh, picks starts next episode. Get so ready. We'll be back with another pick of Zeke's next time on Cinema Snack Bar. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Zeke. The end. The end. I was trying to do like oh, that's a giant. Better. The, the end. <laughs> With like a weird French accent. <laughs> it's not letting me see. You will not be here. <laughs> the end. <laughs> there we go. The Dwayne like Poet Wobbert has come for your soul. <laughs> it, it moved into, it moved into, uh, oh no, uh, Bill Nye's, uh, What's his name? Davy Jones. Yep. Your soul, Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bill Nye? Yeah, his name's Bill Nye. Isn't that terrible? I always call him William Nye because I want it to be more precise. The guy that plays, uh, what's his yeah. name? Jack Sparrow. The squid. His name is Bill Nye. He Ew. is, he is a, no, what's it called? When, if it's not a dame, what's it called? Lord? Lord, yeah. Or is it called a, sir? no. Sir. Sir Bill Nye. Isn't it awful? I just, I will, I refuse to call him Bill Nye. I'll call him William Nye. Yeah. Because I'm like, he is a William. He's not a Bill. No, but he goes, Jack Sparrow. That guy. Yes. It moved into that at the end. The end, nonetheless. The end. All right.